0: Donald Trump apparently gave a multitude of interviews with Bob Woodward, and now all of these these leaked audio tapes are coming out. I don't know if you can necessarily call them leaked, but they're getting leaked in snippets. And then all of a sudden, they're just the smear machine is going insane. Donald Trump downplayed the coronavirus as though we don't know exactly why he did it. Because the story, especially particularly the one from Washington Post, straight up has Trump quoted saying, "Well, I don't want to create a panic." Wow! So when you actually read the news, you're like, "Hey, that's actually good of Donald Trump. He didn't want everyone to panic. He didn't want to cause undue stress to people. But he knew it was going to be going to be bad, and that's why he took action early." The craziest thing about all of the COVID stuff to me is that I I don't I don't know what they're proposing. Trump have done like they're saying Trump did a bad job. And I'm like, okay, well, what should he have done? He banned travel from in a bunch of different ways. He put out guidelines for the states and then the states did their thing and they blamed him for it. If I recall correctly, it wasn't Donald Trump who put sick covid patients into nursing homes, resulting in thousands of elderly being killed. And recently, someone apparently was flying a plane over New York that said Cuomo killed Nana. That wasn't Trump. But I'll tell you what. The Democrats are absolutely going after low information voters. People who are just going to see the smears and they're going to believe it and think Donald Trump was doing this on purpose. And I'll tell you what, you want to criticize the president on COVID. I'm more than happy to hear it. I've even said in the past, I don't think he did the, you know, the best possible thing anyone could have. But then again, what should he or could he have done? And that's the question. If you can give me an answer to that, I'll have a conversation about it. But for the most part, nobody's actually offered up anything other than Trump violating the Tenth Amendment, going in, and anyway, I'm going to rant on this too much, ladies and gentlemen. I do have some bad news, and unfortunately, Will Chamberlain couldn't join us today. He, you know, he had to cancel. Hopefully, we will reschedule. Just some personal stuff, and uh, you know, hopefully, we'll have him back on soon because Will is a very intelligent lawyer, Trump supporter who really could have helped us walk through this stuff. But within within this story is something even more important in my opinion. Donald Trump referring to white privilege as drinking the Kool-Aid. I heard that and I swooned. I went, oh, and I fell over. I was like, amazing. I love it. Well, we don't have Will, but joining me and Sour Patch Lids today is our buddy Ian Crossland. What's up, homie? Yeah. How's it going, man? Greatness. <laughs> so I think a lot of you guys know Ian and, uh, you know, Will couldn't make it. So I was like, Ian, come sit in the chair. We need, we need to... It's better than ever. Yeah, it's better than ever. We need to complain about uh, this weird intersectional lunacy. So we'll definitely, we'll read through a lot of what they're saying about Trump and the smear piece, because this is like the big story of, of the day. But before we do, first, make sure you smash that like button, subscribe, hit the notification bell, and I'd like to remind everybody that just about a week or so ago... A far left Antifa, Black Lives Matter guy with a big old fist tattoo on his neck, uh, stalked some Trump supporters and then uh, put a bullet in the chest, uh, two bullets, killing a Trump supporter. So uh, the reason I'm bringing this up is because they're trying to make us ignore what's happening with, with, with the riots. And we're going to be talking a lot about this crazy intersectionality stuff because, you know, Trump brings up, you're drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm, I'm absolutely impressed to hear this that in a candid interview from like quite some time ago Donald Trump was like white privilege you're drinking the Kool-Aid and I'm like here here even though I actually kind of agree with some of the the you know the, uh, the some of the ideas around the social justice stuff I th- I think it's much better that you 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 nip it in the bud and you push back and you say no to it than than accept what these lunatics are doing because the next story is uh University of Michigan Dearborn they created a whites only cafe. I'm assuming it's some kind of like online portal thing they were doing quite literally. Now, to be fair, it's not whites only. It's non POC, but basically means white only. And this is the the logical conclusion of this fringe ideology. And if we don't push back on it, we are literally going to go back in time to segregation. I've been saying this for a while. I said it back in like 2015 or 2016 when there was like some graduation ceremony that was black only. We've seen this at the the Black Lives Matter protests throughout the country. I've personally witnessed this. And when I saw that, I'm like, that's freaky. Well, then we get these mainstream media articles that are saying things like, it's not racist to have black-only spaces. Because, you know, marginalized people want to have their own safe space. The logical conclusion, of course, Brett Weinstein. They told him the white people have to leave the college. Now we're seeing more universities say the same thing. And the narrative that's emerging is that we have an anti-racist majority. When, in fact, these people who claim to be anti-racist are quite literally racist. It is a semantic game. So, you know what? Instead of just ranting on literally every story we have, we'll just uh, jump into the first one. So, uh, let's go for it. And and again, hit that like button. So, here is the big story that's sweeping the nation. Woodward book Trump says he knew coronavirus was deadly and worse than the flu while intentionally misleading Americans I'm not going to play any games I'm not even going to bury the lead I'm going to go straight down and show you the quote I still like playing it down because I don't want to create a panic and there it is we're done thanks for hanging out everybody we'll see you <laughs> no, I'm just kidding Trump admitted to Woodward on March 19th that he deliberately minimized the danger I wanted to always play it down I still like playing it down because I don't want to create a panic. I have tremendous respect for that. What should he have done?
1: I think he did the right thing. You, so you Well, I think that panic is our worst enemy. We talked about this a long time ago. Um, you know, whatever the virus, whatever the situation, if people start freaking out and buying all the toilet paper, there's going to be <laughs> issues. They were fighting over toilet paper. And you had Trump saying things weren't that bad. Right. So the question, when they, basically when they told people not to wear masks, they didn't want to run on the masks. That's kind of where I start to wonder. Okay, I know you don't want to instill panic, but how many lies is it okay to tell to circumvent
0: panic? I think the, the I think a lot of the uh, one of the big reasons why they were saying don't buy masks. Yeah, I need a mask. It's because it, it it was it was not necessarily just about a run on the masks. It was about creating a panic, convincing people you needed a mask would have them be like for what you know, and then they would panic in other ways. People don't realize how, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know if you remember all the memes that came out where people were like, oh, no, the economy. And there was like the one where the Earth was blowing up. I think Elon Musk, Elon Musk posted it. It's like an, an astronaut on the moon. And there was like a, a comet blasting through the Earth. And the Earth was exploding. And he was like, the economy. And then there was <laughs> one where dinosaurs were like walking around and meteors were falling down. And the dinosaurs were like, the economy. The funny thing is people don't realize what the economy means. Do you know, do you know what the word economy means? Mm, eco, something to do with the earth? It comes from the Greek oikonomia, meaning household management. I learned that from a a rap news video from like 10 years ago or something. Yeah, anyway, uh, I'm pretty sure that's correct, Uh, oikonomia or something like that. And the general idea is that when people are saying like the economy, oh no, you're talking about quite literally the organizational structure that guarantees food travels from the farm to the table. And when that breaks down, and it did, what happened? Supply chain disruption, shortages, people lose their jobs. A lot of it had to do with the lockdown, for sure. But we were seeing like dairy farms just dumping all the milk. We saw farms just shoveling everything into the dirt. And that's why the economy matters. So yeah, Trump did the right thing. I read this story and they frame it like he intentionally misled America, Americans. Come on, man. I mean, you can't tell people everything. It's not his job.
1: You know, we have secrecy for a reason, as much as it can become dangerous, I think. You have to, you know, we have walls because you can't show everybody
0: everything you're doing. You know, people make plans in private because- Sometimes people want to walk around naked in their house, man. Oftentimes. And if you if you open, oftentimes, I mean, for real, it's you know. Real. And if you open up the blinds, you can get in trouble. It's true, literally, yeah. that's, <laughs> it's illegal to expose yourself. Yes, yes, so. So we have blinds for that. I'm actually, I lean very, very much towards transparency. I think in the past, a lot of people would say that I was like a transparency absolutist, but that's just not true. But I'm I'm very, very much uh, for public transparency in the sense, if it's happening in the public, the public has a right to know. There are, there are private things, especially when it pertains... And, and so that this does include a lot of government functions. But I do draw the line at, if we just published everything that we did, that we, we, we wouldn't exist as a country. No, we'd be undermined. We yeah, would undermine yeah. ourselves, it's almost like. Well, our foreign adversaries would take all the information use it create data sets and you know machine learning prediction models and they would undermine literally like yeah they would be able to track and predict and just disrupt literally everything we did we'd be under complete control and the monarchy never would have been overthrown george washington was oh totally totally
1: into secrecy i mean he was great at at spying and i mean i've watched uh national treasure
0: tell me more With with, uh, uh, Nicolas Cage? I didn't see it. You didn't see it? No, it looked (laughs) okay. It's the one where Nicolas Cage, like the founding fathers, had like secret gold or something hidden under DC or whatever. Do they? I was going to ask for a spoiler. Like finds a secret book. It's an old, there's two of them. They they need to make a third one because it's really hokey and hilarious. Anyway, but yeah, yeah, they definitely, look, we've had code. We've had, there's a reason why we want to conceal information because information is valuable. In this regard, I think the issue is could you imagine if Trump came out and said we're all gonna die? No, it'd be crazy. They would. They would be like Trump created a panic. Of course, there's nothing
1: the man could do or the, say. The best people still kind of panicked, but they didn't really panic, and that would have been devastating. If, the, yeah, if more than toilet
0: paper were the conspiracy people were on it. They like they already had three months' supply of toilet paper, and they were sitting there shining their gun, being like, you know, <laughs> y'all are late to the party. <laughs> they got the toilet paper stocked up. Let me read a little little bit of this just to get some more more context into what they're saying. They say President Trump's head popped up during a top secret intelligence briefing in the Oval Office on January 28th when the discussion turned to the coronavirus outbreak in China. Quote, this will be the biggest national security threat you face in your presidency. National Security Advisor Robert C. O'Brien told Trump, according to a new book by Washington Post associate editor Bob Woodward, this is going to be the roughest thing you face." Matthew Pottinger, the deputy national security advisor, agreed. He told the president that after reaching contacts in China, it was evident that the world faced a health emergency on par with the flu pandemic of 1918, which killed an estimated 50 million people worldwide. Ten days later, Trump called Woodward and revealed that he thought the situation was far more dire than what he had been saying publicly. So Trump is candidly speaking to journalists. This was crazy to me they They did a poll and they asked republicans how do you, like is is the number of deaths like okay in in terms of you know are you its it's hard to, to uh yeah. iterate properly, I suppose, but the idea was, are you happy of you know with the job that was done and they basically said, we find the amount of dead to be acceptable in the in in the context of we were told it was going to be like 6 million. Oh, wow. I rem- I remember I was doing videos and I was like, wow, the New York Times is predicting it could be from like 2 to, th- to 6 million. This is crazy. It's like a massive percentage of the population, blah, blah, blah. And then it turns out, uh, it, you know, we're in 180 something thousand. And that's horrifying. And that's, you know, it's really bad. But th- look at this. Trump was warned it could be 50 million people. That's crazy. Worldwide.
1: It's, it, it's terrifying. But who, who like... I get that you got to go worst case scenario. Some people's jobs are to, you know, extrapolate worst case scenario and plan for the worst case
0: scenario, but that will cause crazy panic. And they wanted him to do it because that's, that's a conclusion that's being drawn here. Here's some quotes. You just breathe the air and that's how it passed. Trump said in a February 7th call. And so that's a very tricky one. It's a very delicate one. It's also more deadly than even your uh, strenuous flus. This is deadly stuff. The president repeated for emphasis. At that time, Trump was telling the nation that the virus was no worse than a seasonal flu, predicting it would soon disappear and insisting that the U.S. government had it totally under control. It would be several weeks before he would publicly acknowledge the virus was no ordinary flu and that it could be transmitted through the air. Trump admitted to Woodward on March 19th, this is where he said, I don't want to create a panic. Aside from exploring Trump's handling of the pandemic, Woodward's new book, Rage, covers race relations, diplomacy with North Korea, and a range of other issues that have arisen during the past two years. The book also includes brutal assessments of Trump's conduct from former Defense Secretary Jim Mattis, former Director of National Intelligence Daniel Coates, and others. The book is based in part on the 18 on-the-record interviews Woodward conducted with the president between December and July. Woodward writes that other quotes in the book were acquired through deep background conversations with people in which information is divulged and exchanges recounted without the people being named. I'm not going to read through all of this because the the, the, the gist of the, uh, you know, I get, I, we have the, the gist of things, but I just got to point out, man, you, have you heard about the, some of the things that Trump has done recently? Mm, some I, enlighten me the uh israeli peace deal yeah israel uae yeah then there was the kosovo serbia peace deal which include recognition of israel and now now he's going to be drawing down our our troop numbers by about two thousand in iraq back bringing them troops back that's good right it's great dude it's great so what do
1: you consider yourself politically I'm very moderate I don't think I don't play were, party politics I just look for the smartest guy in the in the or woman in the room and, and try and support them you were saying like a week
0: ago that you didn't like Trump
1: you were like God. no he's a bombast he, he yells yeah. he says things like really crude you know and ups- he, he alienates people by talking about dem- the Democrat the Democratic mayor is alienating 40 million people so that and that causes anger amongst those
0: people and then that's not what we need right now
1: we need like co- cohesion
0: yeah, yeah. I, a, a lot of people who really support Trump will push back on that. But I, I got to tell you, man, I've been in—I've—I've like, I've been in Uber rides. I've talked to regular people, and I hear the same thing often. They're like, "I really like what he's doing for the country, but I wish he wouldn't tweet so much, or I wish he would kind of chill out, things like that." And it's tough. I, I wonder if it's because he really wants to fire up his really loyal base, yeah, probably, and keep keep that fire burning. Yeah. So he's very raw. Or maybe it's just who Trump is. You know, he's just, he's, he is a bombastic fella.
1: I, I don't know. People people that know him say that he's exactly like that in person. <laughs> like but it that, seems dude. like a character.
0: No, no. You know, you know why I think it's real? He did 18 on-the-record interviews with, with Woodward. He straight up was talking about what he was doing, what was going on. He was very candid and transparent. It was, it, it's interesting because The uh, the Intercept ran this, uh, wrote this article a while ago saying Trump is the most honest, the, the least honest and the most honest president we've ever had. Good one. And they mention it's because Trump will lie about a lot of things. Like, uh, for example, he tweeted, I never called John McCain a loser. But he did. He tweeted John McCain. He tweeted in an article it was like Donald Trump, John McCain is a loser. He wasn't referencing McCain's service, though. And I think that's what he was... I don't want. I don't necessarily want to give Trump the benefit of the doubt. Like I can't assume what his intent was. He straight up said, "I never called him a loser." He did, and it's it's weird, silly things like that where it's like, is that even that important? You could have just been like, "Look, I called the guy a loser because he lost in 2008." But I have nothing but respect for his service. Oh, he was literally calling him a loser because he lost the election. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So someone brought it up. He was being interviewed, and he was like, "Nah, he's a loser. He lost." And then they're like, "He's a war hero," and Trump was like, "Nah, he's not a war hero. He got caught. I prefer people who didn't get caught." That's brutal. It is. It is brutal. Yeah, but you know what? There's a really funny uh, uh, comment I heard where someone said something like people hated John McCain. Conservatives hated John McCain more than they were concerned about Trump's statements on like military service. Uh, Yeah, I wasn't a big McCain fan. Are you? Did you like him? No, I'm not into warmongers in general. Right? Yeah, exactly. That guy's smiling, smiling pictures of the people. (laughs) He's like, we're going to go blow stuff up.
2: Well, I, I would rather have somebody who lies about tiny things than someone who lies about big things like Obama did.
1: Right. oh yeah absolutely the TPP doing it with a smile that's
0: that can be much more insidious but here's here's what basically what the intercept brought up was Trump I love this interview he just announced we're doing this big weapons deal with Saudi Arabia and that was like he just said it Dude, you know and he's honest I mean he li- is he
1: honest or is he a liar or, or is it is it both he's not it's, he's mostly he's th- mostly honest right like these protests
0: yes I think I'm he's mostly peaceful I, <laughs> I think the it's really hard to break down but I think Donald Trump lies about some of the stupidest things ever that he should just be yeah. upfront about. Right. But then he's really open and honest about a bunch of other things Which that is he's key. not supposed to be. I know. Like, this is crazy. They're dragging Trump for being honest with a journalist. This is nuts. They, 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 they complain that he lies to journalists all the time and you can't trust him. Then when he's honest, this is this. What do they expect? Yeah. This is just people that want him down. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, man. You know, my favorite thing about this Woodward. Releases, Trump telling Woodward that he drank the Kool-Aid. Dude, I
1: wonder if he even knows where that's from. <laughs> Drinking the Kool-Aid? Yeah, which you, is from this, the Jonestown Massacre. Where, yeah, 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 what is, yeah. What's yeah. the guy's name? I don't remember the guy's, Do you know the guy's name. I don't. I can look it up. Took him all yeah. to Jonestown and then had him all drink Kool-Aid laced with cyanide. <laughs> Tearing babies dude. away from their mothers. That's nightmarish, Yeah, dude. it really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I—I I rem- I, That that happened in our lifetime, right? Yeah, like, it Was it the 70s, maybe? Jones was Town, it? Something, maybe it the 80s. 1978.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. Brutal. November 18, and they all drank Kool-Aid.
2: Mass murder, suicide of members of the California-based People's Temple cult. That was Jim Jones. Yeah. Jonestown. Oh, I Makes didn't realize sense. it was that long Jones ago.
0: Jonestown. What was that thing that happened in like the 90s where they all thought they were going to go on a spaceship or something?
2: Oh my gosh, they still have their <laughs> website up. Did I they remember really? that. They have Wait, a website from the super 90s. They, wow. They maintain oh my gosh. it. Yeah. It was Hail Bob. You I don't
0: want to w- ride the tail
1: Hail Bob.
2: I don't know who it was, <laughs> but their website, they left two of their members alive to maintain their website. I remember what? reading wow. how
1: weird this
2: was. Yeah, I'm going to have to look it up, but I don't remember who it was or what cult they were
1: with you said the name (laughs) of the cult earlier whatever it was
0: heaven's gate yeah i think it it, was 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 heaven's Heaven's gate yeah Yeah. let
2: me see if i can find the site i might tweet it out because i remember
0: watching family guy did an episode about it where like meg joins a cult (laughs) 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 heavensgate.com let me see if i can see it hold on for the people that are listening the context is that yeah everyone's saying heaven's gate yeah is that donald trump said to bob woodward what, do you, what is this?
2: This is an amazing 90s site, and I wish you guys could see my oh, screen. throw it up. It's got like a talisman, and it's moving, and at <laughs> the top it says What's red the, alert. What's the website?
0: What's the uh, website?
2: heavensgate.com. Heaven's we are gap. going Heavensgate. there. heavensgate.com. Yep, we're going to Heavensgate, guys. It'll be great. For the
1: record, I don't think you can ride the tail <laughs> of a comet. I don't think so either.
2: It. Oh, there we go. It's a GeoCities go. site. Oh, Dude, snap. wow. Yeah, you're welcome. You
0: guys make so websites, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's i like I, I used to I used to make Flash yeah. websites. I used oh, to actually nice. do all the programming in Flash. Oh, and see. you're
2: right; it's hail bop. Yeah, look at that. Hail bop. It's mm-hmm.
0: freakish. Oh, this is
2: weird. Oh, like and a, all these people are dead now. It's creepy.
0: Except for the two who are maintaining mm-hmm. the website, I guess.
2: As far as I can tell, they're okay. still maintaining it. Okay. Anyway, anyway, anyway the context ooh, the is
0: it's not particularly relevant, I guess, where cu- drinking the Kool Aid comes from, yes. right. but uh, <laughs> it is a thing. And so so what happened is this is actually I I think this is amazing. Check this out from Forbes. Wow. No. In audio tape, Trump rejects notion he has white privilege. Good for you. Good, sir. Good for you, Trump. I'm glad he's doing this. President Trump flat out rejected the notion he has benefited from white privilege during an interview with Washington Post reporter Bob Woodward and then responded with contempt according to audio clips reported by The Post Wednesday. And we will play you the audio clip. We will play them for you because I love it. Do it. Woodward conducted 18 on-record interviews. We know this. During one interview on June 19th, as protests broke out across the country over George, George Floyd, Woodward asked Trump whether they both were isolated and caged from understanding the anger and pain of black Americans as two white men of the same generation with similarly privileged upbringings. Upbring- no, Trump said before responding in a mocking tone. You really drank the Kool-Aid, didn't you? Woo! I love it. Just listen, you, Trump went on, expressing contempt. Wow, no, I don't feel that at all. Trump went on to tout economic statistics for black Americans pre-pandemic, including the low black unemployment rate, before repeating a commonly used claim that he's done more for the black community than any president since Abraham Lincoln. Mm -hmm. During a separate interview on race on June 22nd, Trump somewhat shifted his tone, acknowledging there was systemic or institutional racism everywhere, but that there was probably less in the U.S. than most places. Trump is right. Yeah, I think so. You know what, man? I really wish wish that he, he was less bombastic. Yeah, less right. loud and abrasive because I'm like, he's saying populist things that need to be said that moderate regular people want to hear. We're bringing the troops back, okay? This white privilege stuff is, is 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 you know, no way you're drinking the Kool-Aid. We should talk about majority privilege because I think really well, yes. it's the, the
1: misnomer is that they're making it a racial issue when it comes down to the majority when the you're, country in group you're in a of people that look like you. And unfortunately, it seems to come down to the way things look or, or it smell or there's whatever. A, there's, a, there's a lot here to
0: break down, but first, we are, we are blessed with the actual recording of uh, of what happened, and uh, hopefully you'll be able to hear this properly. Hey, but let, let me ask you this. Uh, I mean, we Wait, share... it is not playing. Let's try that again. Okay, let's see if this plays now. And we'll start this over.
3: Hey, but let, let me ask you this. Uh, I mean, we share uh, one thing in common. Uh, we're white, uh, privileged, who, my father was a lawyer and a judge in Illinois, and we know uh, what your dad did, and uh, uh, do you have any sense that that privilege has isolated and put you in a cave to a certain extent? Has it put me and I think lots of white privileged people in a cave, and that we have to work our way out of it to understand uh, the anger and the pain, particularly black people feel in this country. Do you No, s- you, you really drank the Kool-Aid, didn't you? split you listen to you. Wow. <laughs> no, I don't feel that
0: at all. I love that. You really drank the Kool-Aid, didn't you? Yes, they did. They all did. They're losing it. All right, now, now, now listen. There, There is something to this idea of white privilege but it's, uh, it's what you just mentioned. Cause I, we've, uh, we've talked about this before. It's, it's majority privilege. If you're in China, you are going to be able to navigate the country much more easily knowing the language, being easily identifiable as Chinese. We don't call that Chinese privilege. In any country, that would be the case. In fact, in some countries, like notably in Africa, you could, you could literally be the same ethnic background but have a different tribe. And then you have tribal privilege. Right. It's really just about the dominant group. And so what's happened is this Kool-Aid drinking thing that's, that's happening, and I'm glad to see Trump is pushing back on it because his people are insane. It's, it's, it's in the U.S. It's fair to say this country for a long time, it's an overwhelming white majority and still is to this day. So there is something to what they're pointing out, but it is extremely racist the way they're going about it. Sure, if you have like what, what, what do they call it? like an anglicized name, then you're more likely to get callbacks and stuff like that. This is true, and, and, and there have been actors who have changed their name and made them more, like, anglicized. I think Cal Penn, do you know the actor? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it's Penn from, from Penn and right? No, 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 no. no. Cal oh. Penn is the guy from Heldon Kumar.
3: Oh, okay. Keenan and
0: not No, no. No, <laughs> no I guess my, the short answer no. I don't. Go to White Castle. I, he's, he's, I, I think he, I've seen it. He's the Indian guy. Apparently his first name but That is, guy's awesome. Yeah, he's a cool dude. He was also on House. Apparently his name is Cal Like, Cal Penn is one word. is his first name. So he changed it so that his name was Cal Penn and got more callbacks. There is something to familiarity. The problem I have with this is that the conclusion they come to when they talk about white privilege would be like the homeless guy, you know, sitting in his own filth with no teeth is privileged and has power and is an oppressor. Right. Over like a wealthy, I don't know, like Latino dude who's like working at a law firm. So it's like, like it's two things going on at once. There's majority privilege
1: at, at work, and then there's this coming out of slavery thing 150 years ago, where people are being dumped. Like the, the African American great grandfathers and stuff came had no money, no education, so they're kind of, they were at a disadvantage. It's,
0: it's, yeah, yeah, but it's 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 more than that too. It's, I mean, it's, yeah, at least, least this was so, at least these two factors. So so, so here here's my problem. And this is actually let let me preface this with the context of what Trump is saying right here and why I really, really like it. I can't believe that I have to actually look to a Republican president for accurately giving us the space to deal this problem in a a legitimate way, especially when a lot of conservatives wouldn't even agree with me on many of these issues. You can't have these conversations with the left. They've determined already that you're white, you're an oppressor, and it's all this ridiculous, culty, racist nonsense. So here's the things that I've identified, and I think this is fair and and makes a lot of sense. There's historical racism. This used to be what was systemic racism, but they've changed the definition, so I don't even know what people are talking about anymore. The general idea being that we—so it wasn't just about ending slavery and then having a bunch of people with inherited wealth and a bunch of people with nothing. It was that after that, you had the Democrats working on all of these restrictions and, you know, the Jim Crow era and things like this, segregation— that actually created a lot of problems and made things worse it actually made sure that not only did they have no wealth but they had no access to any of the existing infrastructure and that was that was the democratic party you know the Klan, for, for instance when they war. went around and the horrible horrible things the Klan did and then finally we shut them down and got rid of them seems like the republicans had a lot uh, a lot going on shutting down the racists so the issue is the way i viewed it when i like years ago when i was talking about systemic racism is that if we create laws like, I, I use Ferguson and St. Louis as a really good example because I did a documentary on it. The way St. Louis was, was, was uh, designed was, had a lot to do with white flight. So people were leaving the cities, going to suburbs, incorporating, and then basically saying no new residents. And so it created a whole bunch of tiny jurisdictions. So what ends up happening is you have the remnants of this system disproportionately affecting the black community. It is today predominantly an issue of class. That's why I believe class issues are the issues we should focus on and why I really don't like these, these far leftists and this like weird extremist ideology. But what happens in, in uh, Ferguson is that you have all these tiny cities with their own police departments. So if there's someone who's poor and their license plate is expired, they have to make a choice, go to work or quit and you know, find a job closer. It's a tough choice. Sometimes people are like, I'm, I, have to, I have to work. Yeah. But then you get pulled over. Hey, man, it's a $20 fine. You got to get your plate fixed. All right, I'll do it. You drive another two miles, you're in a new city, get pulled over again. Oh, They end up with, from one infraction, getting multiple infractions. Oh. Now, it, it is a class issue today. However, it was built from systems that were overtly racist that are illegal today. So we've seen... You're familiar with like redlining and no. blockbusting? No. So uh, I'm, I, I can't give you the really great historical detail on redlining, but it was generally a racist housing practice where they created specific areas where they would only allow certain minorities to go or something to that effect. I'm much more familiar with blockbusting, which is like nightmarishly racist. What, this is crazy stuff. What, what? So what they would do is, in back in the day when this was all legal and there was literal institutional racism, which for the most part... We, we have some of this not in the way most people think. I'll get to that in a second. It's affirmative action. But back then, you'd have real estate agents and like, uh, you know, realty companies would go to a white area. They would buy it. There's a bunch of different ta- tactics they would do. But they, here's what, here's what they do. They buy a house. They rent it out to a black family and then go and basically threaten all the white people with, you know, some kind of like racial fear and tell them, oh, no. Oh, there goes the neighborhood. Oh, you better sell to us. Then all of these scared white people would sell very, very quickly, scared their property value would go down. Then the real estate company would own up all the property, they'd get rid of, they'd eventually end the lease or evict the black family, and then they'd own everything at a premium. So it's like 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 at a discounted rate. Coercion, but but they just didn't know that it was going going on, so it's like an illegal... It's It's illegal now, like ended in the 80s. But this was like exploiting racial fears back in the day. Yeah, and so this created this created, uh, like the way I describe it to people is, I guess you can call it historic racism or whatever. There's remnants of those systems that exist today. The problem is the solution to all of these things is totally class-based and education-based, and we don't actually have those systems in, systems in place to solve all of these issues. Right, so, so we're going to solve the class, class, issue, class. issue. I'm, I'm a big be. proponent of basic
1: income. You know, you mentioned yeah. that you don't like because you don't know where the money's coming from. It's, it's not, not just, just that.
0: that. It's uh, idle hands are the devil's, are the devil's playground, man. You you look at all these these you know rioters. These people who have nothing to do, nowhere to go. They when when their basic needs are met, then people act a fool. It, it it's more than that though. I mean, that's one reason, but it's ultimately about inflation. Like I I lean towards some kind of system in that regard. Tim. Yeah.
2: It's echoing really bad. Really? Yeah, cuz we listened to that clip.
0: Well, Echo. it shouldn't there's nothing else that could cause it to echo.
2: I don't know what it is. Lydia. there's a really bad echo. Mm-hmm. Huh. This is the note that I'm getting. Echo on the guest mic. What oh. up?
0: Ooh. Why is that? It's Ian's fault. Echo. I knew it. Oh, man. Hmm. So, let's see. Mic cord is loose or something? Mm-hmm. Tim, mm-hmm. you have echo. Please fix. Ugh, why does this stuff weird? Weird stuff happen. Well, we Do you want to, to make clip. sure that... Yeah. You, you want the know only know what?
2: thing I can think of is the clip that we listened to.
0: But was that... Is that when the echo started? Is a background mic source so, or open monitor on guest mics giving a massive reverb echo. Re- yeah. So Ian so say something. Hello. Oh. Yeah. Look yeah. at that
2: other mic. Make... Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. It's okay. only... Yep.
0: Yeah, it's... Wait, wait. Switch back. Mm-hmm. Yes. I figured it out. <laughs> Excellent. <It's> problem solved. <laughs> Welcome. Sorry to interrupt. To the echo chamber. Yeah, I, right. think, <laughs> I, I I think we solved it.
1: All right. Should be good. Let's just wait mm-hmm. and make sure everyone's sorry Give us sorry a that.
0: smash that like button. Yes. <laughs> It was because uh, when we switch scenes, there's different audio inputs. Yeah, so, so we should oh. be
2: good now when we go over to Ian. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like it's fine. Looks like it's good. Mm-hmm. Ian looks good. When, when I'm on you,
1: am
0: I getting an echo? Nope, I think oh, right. good. Okay. What were we just talking about? It's awesome stuff. Block-busting. Awesome block-busting. stuff. Yeah, blockbusting. Redlining. Uh, here's, here's what I was going to say. We basically created, like, early on, two different train tracks. And there's one that's a really nice, fancy train. And one that's kind of just, like, built from the scraps from, like people who just kind of pieced it together and we got rid of these laws where we're like okay everybody can freely move about these train you know the trains but it's very similar still to ending slavery where you took people who had no familial wealth and no education to pass down because they were you know they were slave they were slaves right many of them couldn't read or write and so that made it very difficult and so this definitely disadvantages minority, minority communities, particularly the black community. Do you dislike the idea of
1: spreading, like, death wealth if someone dies that part
0: of their money goes back to the government? Or I hate that. Yeah. It's tough, though, man. You know, I think the big problem is government has no mechanism for fixing itself. That's a good point. So as much as I'd love to be like, we, we, need, social, we, we need cooperative systems to help make sure that, you know, uh, we're only as strong as the weakest link. And so if we have weak links, it's, it's hurting everybody. And so we really do need to figure out how to you know, lift everybody up. But I'll tell you this, man, the, the hands-off decentralized approach seems to be the most effective, and that's capitalism. That's like,
1: a, like a crypto where no humans involved in spreading it out, it no, just no. automatically goes no, to people. No, I mean just straight up capitalism.
0: Like you have money, you spend stuff, you figure out what works for you. But the problem is when they don't spend it, when they hoard the money for interest. I don't think that's, uh, mm, yeah, when people have unlimited access to resources and they contribute literally nothing. I'm not a big fan of independent wealth. It's, it's, it's tough. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of people who live off doing nothing. I was thinking about making money
1: lose value if you don't spend it over time. That's literally what happens. Well, it actually gains you
0: value because of the, interest. The, the system as it is today for, for regular people yeah, inflation. You lose money. Oh, like due if, to inflation. If, yeah, if you've got a little bit of money in the bank, you're not making enough interest to. But know. once you start making interest, then there's an incentive to hold, which I don't like. If you could somehow make like a crypto that slowly lost value unless it they was do. traded, they all well, they naturally crypto. Cryptos naturally lose value because they they, yeah, they make know, more of it. Yeah, well, because they they well, I should say the like Bitcoin because there's a finite amount of coins. Eventually, it's going to yeah. deflate. But anyway. The main point about all of this is that I'm not, I I think, you know, Trump is a bit harsh when he says you're drinking the Kool-Aid. I do find it hilarious. He's He's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's being mean to the guy. Yeah, he
2: deserves it.
0: You might be right about that. Oh, can I I point
1: out this guy's book is called Rage? Yeah, Yeah. it seems unbiased. It sounds like a command. Mm -hmm. Like, what's he trying to get people to do? Buy his book. (laughs) Go crazy? Like he's telling people rage.
2: Anger gets clicks. Get mad. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, I think he's like highlighting Trump's rage. Uh, Yeah, he's supposed to be talking about rage, but it just looks like a command. I'm just so, I'm just so so, I'm so fed up with so much of what everything about this election is and i'm tired of being threatened and coerced yeah of course the the, the democrats right now saying there will be violence unless you landslide joe biden screw it's you no way dude it's super ineffective
1: it, it demeans people makes them even like it might even make them angry to to be demeaned like that told like you can't you can't vote for who you like because it's going to make you fail like,
0: look at what kanye west was saying what he said he was saying that throughout his career they told him you're a democrat and if you don't uh, you know support this then we'll destroy you
1: oh my god yeah well it it was
0: I'm I'm paraphrasing the general idea of the story but that's certainly how a lot of people feel like people dude I I get hit up by tons of people in Hollywood I say tons because it's like maybe in like just just low double digits people who are like dude I love your stuff it's amazing and I'm like how are you not yelling this from the mountaintops like these are important things we gotta talk about you know why they'll get fired man
1: oh that's a good point yeah and it's it's also scary to, to come out and speak in public if you've never done it before. It's like yeah, but these a learned are, these reaction.
0: Are, I'm talking about like high profile people who have just mass celebrity. Dude, I'm so glad I left that
1: industry. I was thinking that earlier today. I was started doing YouTube and it just didn't jive with that, that industry at the time because they would Google my stuff and see me talking about what we're talking about now and it scared
0: them. You gotta fall in line. Yeah, they really wanted that. Yeah, it's like that song. Uh, there's like a, a really funny cartoon I once saw. It's a mu- music video for the song. It's like I think it's called Little Boxes. And this someone did an animation, and it's basically like little kids with round like there's little like stick figure people. They're not really stick figures, but then they go into a factory, where a giant clamp smashes their heads into cubes, oh. and then they come out like you know, just oh. like zombies. Dude, I feel like but that's a like, the public school system. E- exactly, doing. they went to the schools. That's why this is why it's 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 crazy. I feel like you know we, we've got a bunch of stories and a bunch of rhetoric coming out now about Trump being like the president of white America, and you've got Brian Stelter from CNN feigning shock (laughs) that Trump banned critical race theory oh I love it and you can tell the dude has no idea what critical race theory is I don't know what it is can you enlighten us what is critical race theory yeah can you give us a definition
2: critical race theory is basically our concept of intersectionality And they make it as confusing as humanly possible because the whole point is to criticize what you're talking about. And this can be any kind of theory. So any critical, like critical literature theory is where you go into literature not to read it and learn about the culture that came before you, but to criticize it and find problems with it. It's an issue. So
0: you're looking for problems in something.
1: Seems
2: like a great way to live, right?
0: There's no real simple way to define critical race theory, and it's intentional. So I, I can pull the Wikipedia right here, and it's just like overly verbose. Yes, this is you know.
2: postmodernism. It's hard right. to explain. They literally
0: say it is, uh, they, they mention it's postmodern philosophy, mm-hmm. developed out of postmodern philosophy. So one of the things they do is, uh, oh, you know what? Have you ever seen the movie Coneheads? No. I heard you guys talking about it yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you don't know, but, <laughs> but you know what it might, is, right? Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, Jane yeah, Curtin, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I don't know if you've ever seen that comic where the aliens, it's like the little blue purple aliens. And they're, like, looking at a cat eating food. And they were like, the small mammal we have captured is consuming, you know, hydrocarbons. We are very pleased by this. No. And people love these comics. And I, I see these, and I'm like, they're just, that's just Coneheads. Coneheads is, 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 is an old Saturday Night Live sketch. They made a movie, you know, like Lorne Michaels, SNL. And it's about these aliens who they have Coneheads. And the way they talk is, like, instead of calling something a cookie, they would call it a chocolate-infused hydrocarbon mass. Oh. Uh, I see you are eating a chocolate-infused hydrocarbon mass. I will consume this, too. And that was the joke, like, overly verbose explanations. Mm. That's oh. literally what critical race theorists people do. Oh,
1: wow. Easier to fill 50 minutes of a class when you're taking Good three times longer a great things. Great point, Plains. yeah. This is,
0: you know what's funny? It's like college, they'd be like, I want you to write, you know, a it's thousand like, words. <laughs>
2: writing an essay.
0: Right, right, right. I want you to write a thousand words on, you know, this globe. And they would be like, well, I'll just use a hundred adjectives to describe what it is. Instead of saying it's a solar powered moving globe, we'll say it is a. Electromagnetically induced rota- rotation Orpicular device device Yeah, and just: of solar right. orientation. Encapsulated
1: water sphere.: Einstein would effigy. Make a Earth. big deal about explaining things as simply as possible. If you can't explain something simple, then you exactly. can't, you're not able to, to get it done. something I can't
0: explain to a five-year-old. I'll, I'll read you a couple things. They say firstly, critical race theory proposes that white supremacy and racial power are maintained over time, and in particular, that the law may play a role in this process, secondly. Critical race theory work has investigated the possibility of transforming the relationship between law and racial power, as well as pursuing a project of achieving racial emancipation and anti-subordination more broadly. But here's my favorite part. White. White is property. What does that mean? Read it.
1: White is property. Whiteness? Whiteness is property. Yeah. From the CRT perspective. What? The white skin that some Americans possess is akin to owning a piece of property. What? <laughs> in In that it grants... Privileges to the owner that a renter, in this case a person of color, would not be afforded. So we, we, I say, but someone with white skin, which technically it's not actually white, it's a VIP ticket. Yeah, you own it, but with someone, if it's a person of color, they're just renting their body. I mean, well, this know, is the metaphor. You can
2: rent skin. This is
0: nonsense. This so, is amazing. What the heck? No, no, no. What they're basically saying is that you white have people to... have a piece of property like a VIP pass. I mean, I'm in debt to the
1: to the the country I am still in debt to the bank the Federal Reserve bank I'm in no, debt to No no well, no you're, owe...
0: you're 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 white but you're yeah. a, but you're a white male <laughs> Oh I so I don't have debt <laughs> Yeah it's right good to know right You're a white male It's very just, liberating Just call up and let them know just say hey bank just want to let you know I'm white look oh I'm so sorry about that we'll wipe your debt clean
2: Oh okay Oh man Ian. think about
0: the like this this is the <laughs> Thank problem. you So well, let's let's do this let's let's talk about the natural conclusions right Ladies and gentlemen this is what's actually happening in do it. Did you see this? Oh my gosh! Uh, oh, I have. University campus hosts whites-only cafe oh in the God. name of equality. Let's uh, let's give a round of applause for the writers of the the 2020 season. I gotta admit, you know, Adam Schiff came out with this tweet saying there was Russian interference. You got you guys saw this, right? No. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's like, we got a whistleblower report that there was Russian interference, and Trump was downplaying it. And I tweeted like, "Oh come on! The writers are getting so lazy. This is just a reboot of Russia Gate One." Doing oh, I thought this. you were talking about Russia Gate One. No, he just tweeted it today. Oh man! I know. So, so any, anyway, I digress. I digress. The, the point is, you know, the season—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's like we're getting reruns. What, what is it? The wow. gender reveal party starts yes, a fire.
2: This is the second instance of a gender reveal <laughs> explosive device sparking oh, well, a fire in California that really? burned hundreds of acres. Yeah, first one was in. A while ago, but this is the second time it's happened. Not this year, but this is our second occurrence. What? Yes. Yeah, I know. So
0: somebody did (laughs) a gender reveal, started a big fire, somebody did it again. Yeah, they say history repeats itself. Yeah, but come on. Not in like this short a time frame. Well, maybe time's speeding up. I
2: think so. Well,
0: maybe. But uh, I'll I'll tell you what, everybody. Here we have the next step in uh, the. So all of that stuff is filler. You know, they're like giving us these filler episodes of 2020. And we're like, we did the gender reveal wildfires. Can we can we get to the story? Yes, I don't like it. The non people of color cafe is a space for students that do not identify as persons of color to gather and to discuss their experience as students on campus and as non POC in the world. Hosted by the Center for Social Justice and Inclusion. Oh, oh
2: how inclusive! So no,
0: I love it. Excellent. It's, if work. you're of African American descent, but you
1: don't identify yeah, as I, someone of color, you could exactly. go there. No, you, no. You found the loophole. But but it's all
0: about how the way you identify. According, I to mean, this. I guess, but I'd imagine that the whites-only cafe would be like, you're clearly not welcome this brutal,
2: here. <laughs> so what dude. are they going to do? Throw you out?
0: Dude, my favorite my favorite thing in this it's like, you know what, man? There, there's you know what the meme of Clown World is yeah that like the 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 current history is so absurd it certainly must have been written by clowns
3: okay
0: you know it's it's like the writers of the simpsons and they're like "Ooh, i got a really great idea for an episode it's gonna be hilarious they do a whites only cafe and it's hosted by the social justice and inclusion center that's perfect comedy it's 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 irony it's pure it's it's literally a fire truck driving around spraying flamethrowers and burning buildings down i don't think they realize that this is racist the people that created it i think there are people who know it's racist and are very happy about it oh really yeah you think it's insidious Yes, like it could be that this stuff's getting
1: funded by someone that wants to create division, like from the top of the top of the top, I don't like needs to be so Chinese the Chinese government or whoever. I mean, it's total conspiracy theories.
0: I, I, I myself have not read White Fragility, and I, I, I probably should, uh, but I'm just right. That's I don't the not Yeah, exactly. Yeah, book on tape. Don't, yeah, Ugh. I guess. But I'm, I'm pretty sure, doesn't she say that she's uncomfortable around minorities? She
2: did, yeah. Wasn't she the one who said that when she walked into a room, that was majority? minority that she would clutch her purse more tightly I is that like, what she said that is something that Shut a racist up. does i should look up the quote i just got to read the so book I'm it's, sorry
0: i think you have avowed racists like robin d'angelo and some of these other people they know exactly what they're doing and they like it they want white only space this listen this white fragility lady white fragility is a nationwide bestseller right now this is why i'm like we need trump trump's got to really he, he he can't do everything because this is in our culture but he can do a lot for now. And I'm worried if Biden wins, Biden's negotiating with these people and entertaining these ideas. Robin DiAngelo said when she goes into a room, she gets a, a, a full of, you know, marginalized people. I'll use that language. She gets uncomfortable. Wouldn't she feel more comfortable in a room for only white people then? Is that the logic? Mm. Oh, She's see. straight up saying she is not comfortable around people who aren't white. And, that's and then all of a sudden, now these universities, which probably read these books because it was a bestseller, are are creating spaces where she'll feel more comfortable. Oh,
1: man. So yeah. you're appealing to their neuroses, apparently, which could be very detrimental. Uh, I mean, They're, okay, we're, we're comfortable with what we know. I get that. So if you're unfamiliar with someone because of the color of their skin, if you're surrounded by all black people your whole life, and then you go and there's white people around, maybe that will be just new so there's a, a discomfort because it's new
0: or because it's it's cultural differences y-
1: yeah of course they're eating soup and you've only eaten meat your whole life so it's like I, I'm, I'm nervous
0: about that I, don't I know I went to an event in Norway and they were serving whale did you eat it I had a tiny piece what was it like it was awful it's mammal and and you know it is it is and so when I went there I was actually kind of shocked to see it but it's normal there and they had a big plate of it. And I was like, whoa, just like, no way, dude. I'm not going anywhere near that. And they were like, it's totally normal. And it was like pickled or something. And they're like putting it on bread and they had like mustard or mayonnaise or something on it. And I was just adamant. I'm not going to eat it. And then they convinced me to at least taste it. And it was awful. And I was unhappy about it. And I'm like, it's an American cultural thing to say F no to eating whale, that we won't do that. So when I, I was, I was uncomfortable. It was kind of weird. Do you know the, what I mean? The whales are the great sages of the, of the earth, man. One right. of them. them. But, I mean, I understand like whaling in the past, but it, but it is a, a major cultural difference. So yeah. anyway, the reason I bring that up is if you, if you grew up in it, it, this, this really is a, a, a great perspective into what these people are doing. You hear these stories, right? There was one woman. She was like all on Twitter. They're talking about privilege. They're like, "When I was, you know, 20, I got drunk and crashed my car and the cop gave me a slap on the wrist." And I'm like, "Yes, and you lived in, you know, the Berkshires, like you lived in Long Island in the Hamptons and you had a very wealthy family and the cops were, someone stuffed a lot of cash into the, you know, the right person's pocket and you're not going to get in trouble because you're a rich person, not because you're white because you were it's rich. Shoot bail." Is a the whole system ever
1: since they would ransom prisoners from like ancient warfare it was all about taking a duke prisoner and then ransoming off immediately <laughs> if he could afford it, otherwise they sit in prison. So bail is the same way you can buy your way out of jail, well temporarily. Yeah, temporarily. It's inc- for like could be a year and a half until your
0: case. You know, right? Yep. Seriously. So they they've tried doing they've had these knee jerk reactions in New York with like cashless bail, which is has re- resulted in criminals laughing and walking out and committing more crimes. What is it exactly? There was something like like nonviolent crimes would be no, no cash bail, because it, they they, would, they argued it wasn't fair that you would put a monetary value on whether someone has a right to continue their life while they're you know not proven guilty yet, and you know I agree with the sentiment. I just think they in practice they screwed everything up and they did it horribly horribly wrong, and I think there should have been a trial period on specific like one or two specific instances, or it should have just been straight up case by case basis. But there really there there's a good point to be made about. You know, uh, bail systems and how it disproportionately affects poor people. Yeah, you go to you go to jail and they say you got to spend six hundred bucks to get out, and you don't have it. You lose your job, you lose your apartment, You lose your job. That's right. crazy. Yeah. So, it, so there, there are challenges there. But then, what do we do, right? I so, I've, I've I've often said I would prefer to err on the side of freedom. In which case, it is better that ten guilty persons escape than one innocent person suffer. Right. The only problem is that in New York, where they did this, they also take away your right to self defense. So if you're going to release criminals who are going to go around committing crimes, and you're also telling people that defense is restricted as well, you're creating a class of you're 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 creating a propen- a likelihood of crimes to be committed, and an inability of individuals to protect their homes, their friends, and their families. So it's kind of like, I, I think you know hardcore authoritarianism is the wrong direction. But anyway, the 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 general point I'm trying to make about all this is just uh, they conflate race. With cash, it's totally a class thing. Right. So
1: what, what, I get what you mean with with letting a prisoner out if they can't afford it. What's the incentive of not just going right back if they're just going to let you right out again? We're going back to where we not uh, jail, they let you out because you don't need to pay bail because you can't afford it. So they do some social thing where they just let you out anyway. That's and what then, they've been doing. Yeah, and, and they,
0: especially with COVID, they released all these people and they all went and committed crimes and a lot more riding. Oh, of that's rioting. gruesome. Yeah, man. Jeez. Uh, it's almost like class warfare makes sense
1: in a way, but that it doesn't make no, sense. No,
0: no, it doesn't make sense. But but no it's, one should not have the ability to to have money
1: or or status or whatever it is. Power.
0: I think there is a a serious question around a poor person being told they got to pay cash bail. So yeah. it, it it's it's tough. It really is, man. These are these are hard ethical questions to figure out the safety of the community versus the, the safe the the freedom of the individual and the and the rights of the individual because
1: we're wild animals humans are are you well, know
0: apes that have i think the fervor. issue i think the issue is scale so if you think back to like i don't know 1700s or even before then you had a much much less dense population and so much less you know very very few people were in these circumstances now the problem is we're going to have what several hundred per week or per day who might be innocent, the scale of, uh, you know, rights being trampled over, that's getting crazy. But also think about if there was some dude who's was, who was uh, accused of a crime and he went to, he got arrested and they said, you got to pay bail. I'll tell you what, we'll do cashless bail. I just promise to come back, which hmm. they probably wouldn't have done way back then. But what's, what? everybody's armed. It's, you know, farms out in the middle of nowhere. They're all assuming they got to protect themselves anyway. Now we've got people in big cities stacked on top of each other. Everything smells like sour milk and they're fighting all the time. And when I say fighting all the time, I don't mean that's like getting worse. Actually, violent crime is going down, but crime and you know, crime in general still exists. And if you have more people, you will have more crime. Yeah. Then you're gonna have more people getting arrested, and sometimes innocent people get arrested. So the challenge now is: is it better that ten innocent people suffer than one guilty person escape? No, that's the authoritarian approach. No, yeah, I think it is better that ten guilty persons escape than one innocent person suffer. But then you're anyway, we're, we're going off on a tangent about this is more one. of a
1: more of an ethical discussion.
0: Yeah, yeah, the, definitely. The, the, the point I was basically bringing up about everything they're doing is that when they talk about how they got away with committing crimes because of their because they are racists, they assume race is the driving factor for right. human motivation. So, so here, here's the important way to, to, to frame it. People's perception um, about what is happening in the world is based on how they view them, like how they themselves work in, in the world. Right. So if somebody in a in a white progressive upper class neighborhood gets into a car accident while they're drunk and the cop comes up and says, "Uh oh, we're going to let you off with a warning, you know, this is the mayor's daughter or whatever, or like this is the daughter of a, of a high powered lawyer. We're not going to get into it. We're going to let you go because they are racists themselves and because they judge people based on race, they assume they're being judged based on their race as well. Get it? Yeah.
2: So what's happening here is that these people are actually closeted racists, and closeted? because yeah, work with me. They <laughs> they they have underlying racism, and because they were privileged and they had this class advantage, they're like fish in water. They don't even see it. So that when it comes out that they actually had a leg up, they're like, well, obviously, this is because of my race. Exactly, it must be. What else could it be? Do you right? remember that guy?
0: To a, to a hammer everything looks like a nail.
1: Oh, that's brutal. Mm, that's true. Give, Give a man a gun. Thing. And what the heck? Um, <laughs> what does that say? Oh, I mean, <laughs> give a man a fish, wasn't it? That, that's the, a that, that's the metaphor. And what the heck? Um, do you remember that <laughs> bang? Insane. That kid who got arrested for drunk driving? I think he might have killed someone, even, and then they let him go for affluence. He got off. Afflu- Affluenza. Affluenza. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was too rich. <laughs> he didn't know yeah, what was man. good for him.
0: Talk about messed up, man. What the heck?
1: Yeah, that priv- made me mad. class,
0: bro. Class is a, is a thing.
1: And uh, underclass, this is what I was talking about the Russian Revolution, man, if you ignore the underclass for too long, which is why I like Donald Trump at least speaking out against it. And I'm a, a little afraid against, I don't want to get too emotional about Biden, but just people that aren't there, people that are kind of vacant to the issues, that the You're, underclass will will connect on some dangerous, which is kind of what we're looking at. I think it's a lot of poor people out on the street rioting. I don't know for sure. Well,
0: not necessarily. In New York, it was a uh, several rich people. and oh, yeah. a, Rich yeah, daughter. Yeah. Yep. Talk They're bored, influenza. rich kids. That's what I was saying. Yeah, th- th- this is affluenza. They're rich people. So that's a saying, to a hammer, everything looks like a nail. To a racist, everything is predicated upon race. Wow. So when you have people like, uh, you know what? I'm not going to name people. I could. Because a-, a lot of these people like were straight up saying things, talking about their privilege and getting away with things because of their skin color. And I'm like, wow, I never perceived that. I grew up in a mixed area. And when crimes were committed and things happened, you could not assume it was based on race. Because everybody was a different race. Everybody had different skin color, different parents. Some people had an accent, some people didn't. So when something would happen, you couldn't see a pattern in that. But when you get people like Robin DiAngelo just telling you over and over again, remember that time that cop let you go? It's because of your race. And then the the, the, the young girl goes, oh. Meanwhile, her dad's writing a check to the mayor, (laughs) and he's like, this would never happen. You know what I mean?
2: So this kind of thinking is contagious because... Robin D'Angelo is a racist, and she's talking to people who are in higher classes, who have the class advantage. So this might be something that they never thought about before, but now that she's telling them they're like, oh, maybe there's something to this because I have noticed that I do have an advantage. And she all wrote I a book, so exactly. she has She clout. has a PhD, man. Yeah, all she's, of a sudden,
1: her, her words have more meaning, I guess, I right? Know, no, I'm being sarcastic, so. <laughs> but I think that that's a kind of a brainwashy thing that she someone is. with a PhD or that
0: wrote a book has more meaning in their words. Somebody said, "What was the goal? You know, what is the end goal of critical race theory? And it's to leverage white guilt for money." Oh, brutal! Yeah, yeah, dude. And that seems to be the thing. I mean, you know, giving these really high, high, high cost, expensive seminars, writing these books, regurgitating this, these crackpot ideas. So people are paying money to go to school to be
1: told that they're a racist. Yes, yeah. that's, that's insanity. That's a racket, <laughs> man. I love it. That's a dangerous racket, too. Did yeah, you really see? Is. Did you
0: see the video of the of the morbidly obese woman? And she's got the PayPal thing. Yeah, that that is like people are saying that's the perfect example of critical race theory. In the video, she's yelling at people. She's like, "Mm -mm, you know, I think that, you know, uh, um, white people aren't human and you're all demons. So I'm like, why are these people sitting here taking that? That
2: was so weird to me. She was like, I'm not saying this to be mean, but I actually think you're all demons.
0: That's not.
1: It just hurt. like Dude, what and they were just sitting there placidly. yeah taking it like
2: freaking cows what I is understand their history yeah.
0: i gotta know their individual histories let's let, let's let's talk about some of the news that's sweeping the country all right ladies and gentlemen donald trump recently announced he's gonna be banning critical race theory from federal trainings and stuff and of course the left-wing media came out and were like ah, trump's making things up it's a right-wing tempest Ooh, it's not real it, it, it is a very serious problem it does exist and there are real examples they just don't bother to google search hmm. but i want to show you the story from the atlantic they write for the first time america may have an anti-racist majority not since reconstruction has there been an opportunity for the advancement of racial justice what does justice mean Well, what is racial justice?
1: There's that meme where the one guy has a box. They all have boxes, but one guy's tall and one guy's short. And the the short guy can't see over the fence. So you give the tall guy's box to the short guy. And then the short guy has two boxes, but then they can all see over the fence.
0: What if the guy, what if the tall guy on his box liked the breeze?
1: Right then, who's right is it to take? It? I think he gave yeah. it off of his own volition, but that's the part no, you don't see. No, no, no. Like, no, is it no. just to say, "Hey, maybe you like the breeze, but he can't see, and it's more important than the way you feel"? So, to it.
0: so we, we we have talked about this image before. You you've got three people standing up against a fence, Ugh. and they're all standing on a box. The tall guy and the medium guy can see the baseball game, and the short guy can't. And so then, what they do is they take, as you mentioned, the box and the tall guy. Give it to the short guy, and now they're all standing there at equal level watching the baseball game. One of my favorite responses to that is they're stealing because <laughs> they didn't pay. Yes. And but um, actually, my favorite response is they the, the fence is really high. No, uh, no one can see anything but the tall guy. And then the tall guy has his legs cut, legs cut off, and he's, he's on stumps, and there's blood everywhere. And that's a better description of what they're talking about, and I'll, t- I'll explain it to you. What is the societal equivalent of a box? Money. Well, you, no, it's, it's, you can't quantify it because they're talking about racial privileges, right? They're not talking about cash. I don't know. It's like who can see the game, whoever can afford to buy the ticket. They're, they're saying straight up that a homeless white person is an oppressor and a wealthy black woman is oppressed. Money is not the factor. The factor is skin color and the ability to function in society or something like oh, that. Oh, okay. In which case, the only way to come about with real equity is to, you know, chop someone's legs off. If you're tall, we can't make short people tall, but we can make the one tall person short. Get it? And then they'll figure out a different way to view the game together because you've
1: stripped. Oh, then the, nobody can see the game. Yeah, unless they figure out a way to to build a portal to all watch it. Like it's going to incentivize the well, tall guy to figure out a way to get them to all see there, the game. There, is there, what you're there, saying?
0: There's a bunch of memes. One of them is like the libertarian one: is there's no fence, and oh, like that's n- a good nothing point. matters. I, <laughs> and there's there's one where it's like the fence is a chain link fence, so it doesn't matter either. Mm-hmm. And that was like the engineer's response or something like that. There's a bunch of funny answers to this. It's kind of dumb, but this, this is what I want to show you. What does it mean? To have an anti-racist majority in this country. What is the goal? Welcome to Twitter. This is FJ, the real racist, Feminista Jones. Who is this lady? She is Nathan Morris of Boys Two Men Gave Me a Rose. Oh, I don't know what that means, but she has 173,500 followers. Here's what she tweeted in a thread uh, over a week ago. And Twitter allows this to remain on, on, on the platform. It's interesting she said begging white people to support Black Lives Matter and related work has diluted the integrity of true revolutionary work. I still don't get why folks were so focused on getting mainstream support when it only means the inevitable destruction of the movement. white people, no matter how liberal or progressive will never endorse revolutionary acts that many that, that may jeopardize their children's lives and that's true as such they will never fully support a black liberation revolution by way of violent rebellion nope nah, not not going to happen. She goes on to say that violence is the only way, of course, no votes, no marching, no spots on cable news, no high fashion magazine cover stories, no hashtags, no panels. None of that is going to bring about the liberation black folks deserve. That's been up since August 27th. A call for violence. It sounds like overt violence. Because it's not
1: a, a a uh, what do they call it? An. Um, a call. It's not like let's go commit violence on this day at this time. It's so, not
2: specific. Yeah. Yeah. It has no specific target. That it Which, doesn't
1: violate the terms. At least that's what it is. That's it what mines. they would say. I think. So, so you have experience moderating stuff. Yeah. Would you get rid of a post like that? No, because it doesn't call for um, imminent violence. That's where you draw the line. Is if they're saying at this time we're going to do this at this time. If they're saying get angry, blow stuff up, it's just not imminent violence. I'll so be, it's not grounds
0: for termination. I'll be honest. You know, I agree. I hear what you're saying. And I'm actually glad that she's posted it and it's allowed to remain.
2: I'm glad to see it.
0: Because yeah, now cool. we know what at least some of these people are thinking. I mean, this woman is verified on Twitter with yeah. 173,500 followers saying, got to get violent. Is that, is that Betsy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's Betsy. looking Betsy. She for wants Ian. to join this this is the show. another, this she's another cat. joining us. Yeah. Normally, because normally <laughs> Ian's, he's not in the room, so she's hanging out with Just you. Petting she's petting Betsy. Like, Where, <laughs> yeah. Hey, so here's what she says. She says, folks only understand violence in its Eurocentric framing and definition. Same as liberation, if we're being honest. So you hear violence and you already have a picture of what it looks like and you've been conditioned to reject it out of fear. What if I told you the violence required is liberating? What if I told you that there is no way for a dislocated, displaced African to truly live free without the complete destruction of whiteness, occupation of space in our minds, bodies, souls and communities? Do you know what whiteness means? No. Their definition, hard work scheduling Mm -hmm. time planning for the future okay that's whiteness diligence oh definitely definitely the crazy thing about this is it's it's not like there there are african cultures that have hard work and and time and schedules insanely racist to say that yeah I, i mean especially if if you go by you know the out of africa theory and they say that Africa was the cradle of humanity or whatever. Yeah. I've, I've heard some people say that there's actually evidence humanity may have come from other places or been in other places earlier. The point is, if the prevailing theory right now suggests that humans started in Africa and succeeded greatly, then wouldn't it be hard work and perseverance as a trait of blackness? Hmm. It's a human trait.
1: It's a, I it, definitely think it's a human trait. It tends towards survivability and success, you know, group community function. Um and you need it this yeah. is Betsy's tail by the way <laughs> that's
2: Betsy oh you can Hi, see her I'm like she's, she's light yeah
1: um, after the great flood 12,800 years ago you know the cometary impact the great flood from all that humanity is like that real rec- uh, yeah according to like geologists uh, Randall Carlson particularly they almost every around.
2: culture agrees on some kind of great flood
1: yeah nuclear glass in the, in the melt water in the dirt at that time what? It's really cool really cool evidence we can, no way I'd have to pull up facts to really convince you I'm sure but yeah. probably yeah assuming that there was a great flood humanity recollected in that area so I don't know if all humans came from the cradle but
0: it seems like that's where society rebooted and maybe well, I, was, I was reading that there were like 10 humans that like created all of humanity or something whoa you know, I like to believe instead, though, that, you know, it's, it's actually like, you ever see Battlestar Galactica? Yeah. How at the end of the series, like, they made it to an Earth-like planet. Oh, yeah. There you go. That's what really happened. We're just, it's Battlestar Galactica. We're, we're, on, we're on season 2020 of Battlestar. That's you, where we're at. You think that Earth was seeded by fungus?
1: <laughs> no, <dude>. <laughs> <laughs> that panspermia theory where fungus just shot across the universe and pelted all the oceans? I don't know about all that, but I can say that
0: it has nothing to do with, with Wait, violence. We <laughs> got to start from the top. <laughs>
2: I guess we do, huh?
0: Yeah, violent violence the, the the rise of violence. What they claim to be is anti racist when they're specifically talking about people of a certain race being violent to liberate themselves to feel good about right. it. It's sad. I think it's the problem is that you're blaming any one species
1: or any one race, uh, even you know, we're all in this together. As a human race, we we function better in a group regardless of our skin or the way we look or smell or sound or any Agreed. of that stuff.
2: I think you're entirely correct. And this is something interesting. This is an example of a dangerous idea. And I think that she'd be, she should be free to say it, obviously, because I want to know exactly what people are thinking. But that doesn't mean it's less of a dangerous idea. And the fact that she is free to say it means that now other people might be able to adopt what she's thinking and go with it.
1: It makes an argument for censorship it, and like what, is sometimes censorship valuable
2: well then you get into the question the fundamental question underneath every kind of censorship is who decides oh it's and that's always the question and you can say it's going to be a Christian conservative not everyone's gonna like that you can say it's going to be an atheist and the Christians are going to be shut out or you can say it's going to be somebody like this lady or that's dangerous a too. group
0: because even groups can go crazy right, exactly or or it might be some random wimickson.
2: Oh gosh, yeah. That's more likely. Wimison, so, how so could I forget. So,
0: I'm definitely gonna. We're definitely gonna talk about this too in this similar context. When the Atlantic writes an article, which t- to be honest, like we didn't actually read it, so I'm yeah, not. I'm not it's trying. Not worth well, the time. well, no. What I'm saying is, it is. It's important to read all the stuff. I'm not presenting the criticism in the context of what the argument from the article is. I'm presenting in the context of the ideas of anti-racism, and what we actually get is this insane critical theory which encompasses so many other things. So when Donald Trump says something like, "You've drank the Kool Aid." Donald Trump banned critical race theory. But what about critical gender theory? You know, yeah, know. Every kind what about of all of these different theories? Which brings me to wemixon, one of my favorite words in the made up, you know, English language. <laughs> I'm sure I'm, I'm sure at some point it'll end up in the dictionary because dictionary.com and Merriam-Webster tend to be woke. So. Oh, who owns those? Who decides that stuff? I was wondering that a couple
1: days I don't ago. No, I'm
2: going to have to look that up. I
1: don't know. Mm. But uh, that's weird that, that we like this. just accept
0: it and we don't know who writes it. That's crazy.
2: We're just changing words. Ten now. people
0: a will dictionary. like think about this word. Okay, you're listening to me speak. What does Wimixen mean? If if you just heard that word, Wimixen, what like, what is it? Like a tennis, like a tennis, a Wimixen players. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, a, like an outfit. Yeah. yeah, it is just an alternate Wins. spelling of the word woman with an X instead of an A or an E. So it's pronounced, they say it's pronounced like woman, but come on, let's be honest. If you showed that word to someone who was learning English, they would go Wimixen. Oh, and it's the X because the XY
1: chromosome, it's pronounced like a Y,
0: but it's the X. (laughs) Okay. No. no. None of this makes any sense, I understand. So look at this, Ted London, why we're using Wimixen. No, that's not a typo. Wimixen is a spelling of women that's more inclusive and progressive. The term sheds lights on the prejudice, discrimination, and institutional barriers Wimixen have faced. (sighs) and explicitly includes non-cisgendered women. So what they're basically saying is that the word woman does not include trans women. So they're transphobic. I see. So this is all women including trans women, which is transphobic because trans women are women, right? Uh, depends on who you ask, but I think yes. Yeah, they are. So among the left when they say trans women are women, the idea that you would need to create a new word wimixen is, is transphobic because you're basically saying that wo- trans women do not, not you know are not defined not by the word women. woman. Yeah. Right. This is the inherent problem of the absur- of the absurdity of, of this game they play, where nothing can ever be uh, not offensive. So here's what I said. I said, the end goal of this stuff really is just to break our society, isn't it? Let's roll with it. Okay, Wimickson is actually racist because it's still using the Latin alphabet and doesn't represent people of all cultures. Yeah,
1: every letter we use is a racist, uh, what do they call it, like a kudos to the the, the slave masters of old, the, yeah, the Romans. Exactly. Yep,
0: there it is. So if they're going to say we're going to change the E to an X because that's inclusive, well, then I would argue, what about Cyrillic? What yeah. about Asian characters or Thai or Indian? You know, what Sanskrit, about? whatever. Well, no. We have another, oh, we have another oh, guest so in the the episode. So, Surprise, so here's, yes. here's what I, I put. I don't think I can actually pronounce this. It's like I, I'm not going to even bother saying it. I'm going to end up saying something really dumb in Chinese if oh, I say no. it wrong. Oh. But oh. Uh, you see, I included these symbols here inside the word Wimixen. To create uh, a, a new word. It's a beautiful word. Yeah, the Chinese characters I put in there just about communist. <laughs> or, I'm sorry, communism. Wum communism and Yes, <laughs> wum communism in. Get out of here. What are you doing? There's a cat on the table. What are they, what are are they, what? It's because you're cat. here. They love the it's energy. It's a free for all. Now he's sitting on the table. Look yeah, at this he's guy. Chilling.
2: Hey, he's chilling. He's the centerpiece. Hanging out. He is the man.
0: He's anyway. A place. So, I have, I have
1: an issue with the word women. Maybe you guys can help me out with it. Sure. Why is the word men in the word women? That's because, their the, issue.
0: because the original word was with and the original word for male was wereman. so oh so it was the wife of the men wife no me, with that's man, where with wife him. comes from so it was wereman. Wehrman meaning male human and with female human and eventually it became woman and that's where werewolf comes from Whoa. werewolf was like human oh. wolf right interesting yeah. So not. man was just a reference to humanity. I see. But eventually over time, I guess, because of the patriarchy, no man doubt. became to reference colloquially human males. And I, and I say patriarchy, but I actually, as, as much as it is silly, I do mean that in, in a certain sense. So, you know, early on when humans were a bit more tribal and nomadic, and, and, and I'm not going to pretend to be an anthropologist or sociologist to know the finer details, but I would just surmise that... Uh, there were specific descriptors between the males and the females, where men, with men. And that's my understanding. It's not like I've got the book pulled up. I can't tell you everything specifically. Did he just try and drink it?
2: He did try to put his paw into your water. Oh, come on. I watched I, it, and I couldn't say anything about thirsty it. for your water. I'm sorry. I got a
0: Gatorade here. Anyway, anyway, I was talking <laughs> about the root words. I was so not listening. Sorry. <laughs> eventually, when society was built, uh, I've read, you know, this is really funny. We're going to get into these uh, uh, these studies, because if I don't pull up the sources, then people try and claim it's not true Good or whatever. Boy. But anyway, I was reading a study that basically said, not, not a study, but it was like a research paper talking about the rise of civilization and patriarchy. And what they basically said was, because women are so important and to society, that women were protected, which gradually evolved into traditional gender roles of the men would go out and work and the woman would stay home where it was safe. Now he's drinking your water. Paco wants a piece. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 so the idea was in in early human civilization, you have men going on the hunt and stuff like that. Women were you know, gathering and, and taking care of the, the, the tribe where men were taking more risks. But, but because they were all really much around each other that they basically said, we had words to describe you know, different uh, genders. But once it be- came to be that women were staying behind and civilization was functioning with men doing the work, then men only talking to each other would just say man because it was simpler oh. among themselves. Oh. Or if they made a reference to all people, it typically would only refer to human males. Right. Like They would go out on
1: hunting missions for months at a time, the men, as far as I know, like ancient Native American cultures. They'd go out for like weeks at a time so they'd only be with guys. Yeah. So I can see that the language yeah, would shift. I don't, shift don't, like don't, don't, I don't know uh, a whole lot about that stuff. Yeah, it would be longer than a day or two. They'd go out for, for long periods of time. Also, the the idea of... of um. Patronage and like the patriarchy is like ancient Venice. For instance, was a patriarchy. The 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 patron or the the oldest male of the family or the most prominent male would be in charge of the entire city. And then when he Mm. died, they would vote for another patron. Uh, It's kind
0: of like it's kind of like um, um, uh, Wakanda. You know, where, where where the Black Panther and uh, you know, T'Challa and all that stuff? Kind of like that. Because they had, uh, kind of, except they had uh, ritual combat to determine the king.
3: Oh, wow. Yeah, it
0: was it was a patriarchal monarchist ritual combat government. <laughs>
3: Whoa. Uh, check, please. <laughs> I, I, I love how that said. was, like, yeah. a
0: popular movie. They were like, yeah, I mean, you know, Chad, Chadwick Bozeman was an awesome, awesome dude. So, you know, rest in peace. I'm sad to hear, you know, I still haven't passed, seen Wakanda mana or uh, Black, Black Panther. Panther. I hear it's awesome. I'd give it a 7 out of 10. Like, yeah. Marvel movies tend to be good. But a lot of people were acting like it was some grand masterpiece for like, you know, racial reasons and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, if people if my my response to a lot of this stuff is people have their opinions and their views. And I I don't I really don't care if someone comes out and they were like, this is what it meant to me. I'm like, that's really cool. Oh, yeah. You know, you do your thing. I'm not I'm not going to beef on your those are your feelings. I'm not going to I'm not going to argue about how you feel. Yeah, I would judge since I studied it. I judge
1: it more like critically, critically, funny word to throw around these days, but like more like. What's the plot? How do the scenes? How's the lighting in the scene? Like that's how I judge yeah, movies, yeah. not how I emotionally. Yeah,
0: some of the CGI was kind of oh, at the end. It turns me off. Yeah, like the final fight scene, but uh, you know, anyway, the point is, I thought it was an okay. I thought I thought it was it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. I think I think it was fun. A lot of people like to. You know, what what really bothers me about the the cult of wokeness, and actually, this is a good this is a good point to segue into this. We'll talk about Colin Kaepernick and the and the cult of wokeness. They will buy anything if. It is from the church. And I I don't mean that as in the Christian church. I mean it in terms of like their new religion. So first, let me introduce you to Colin Kaepernick is back in the Madden game, which people thought was really interesting because Colin Kaepernick is not a football player. (laughs) Yeah, he he <laughs> he's in the game. He left the NFL. This is in 2016. He Four years ago, he got cut out and that's mm-hmm. that. They took he's, him out of the game. He's not great. Now he's in the game. Now they put him back. They put him in the game with his Black Power sign. With his, it, so yeah, that's what, when, we, when he scores a touchdown, he does the Black Power Where sign. He does that. Is that Black Power? The well, fist, yeah. that is the fist. Well, it's the it's it's, it's arguably the communist
2: it's revolutionary.
0: Dude, yeah, it's it's revolutionary But It's that it's getting co-opted by the... Oh, it's the revolution. Because it's like the fasci. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah it's the, your, the fingers together make us strong. Mm-hmm. And that's why, that's why you show the fingers to people. That's
1: the black power thing too, right? They would do that. Raising the fist. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I you know, it's a, it's a salute or, um, for the black racial identitarianism.
0: The yeah. They put it in a video game. Yeah, but got that was his, real, that was his real touchdown move no, in real life. Is that why they did that? He just got on the knee, I guess, on his knee or whatever. that guy, he's divisive. How do you feel about Colin? I think he is a brilliant businessman who realized that this this, this is the, let's just cut right to the chase, okay? Why is he being put in this video game first, I think you, you mentioned this sometimes they put free agents in these games, yeah, they're not on teams, but they're prominent players, and so they decide to include them. It's been four years, maybe. He shouldn't be included, but, you know, whatever. Who am I to judge? He's he's a famous person who was in the NFL. He's not anymore. And if they thought it was going to work for them, so be it. I don't care. Apparently, the game was terrible and nobody wanted to play it anyway. Oh, wow. But this, to me, is a really good example of get broke, go woke. Wow. Not the other way around. This is
2: what the Oscars just did, too.
0: Yes, the Oscars did this. A misconception among many people is that every, you know these companies decide to embrace wokeness because that will make them money. So they signed a contract but, with Colin gambling that it's going to sell more games. I don't know exactly what the deal with that, with Madden was, but Nike has a big deal. It's like an all-star deal, where he's apparently... Some, some people are estimating like $5 million. With Colin? Yeah, and they're, and they're saying that this deal is reserved for like the best players in the NFL. He's not even signed. Exactly. No, he's not a good player either. So, but let me explain this. There have been some instances where companies have made woke products... And then failed miserably and everybody laughs and says get woke go broke this meaning we said yeah and, and I say it a lot if you embrace wokeness you're gonna lose money yeah here's what's actually happening for a lot of these companies they're losing money so they decide to try getting woke to make money you know why Hail Mary. have you ever seen a woke comedy show No. no. these people God, no. The, 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 uh, here's how I can explain regular comedy you're sitting there, and you got to say someone like Ryan Long. Have you seen his I videos? I love him, man. He's amazing. He's hilarious. We had him last on the night, show. Right, yeah. Right, and so you're sitting there, you're laughing. You're like, <laughs> this guy's amazing. This is so funny. I, I, dude, I saw. There's an article from Babylon Bee, and it said new Netflix subscription service pumps raw septic waste straight into your living room. <laughs> and it was just people sitting in a, in a, in like a family sitting on a sofa, laughing and smiling. And there's a, a pipe with just sewage spraying <laughs> oh, everywhere. No. One of the funniest things I've ever seen. Amazing, right. and it was like the CEO of Netflix said, "The industry is evolving, and we're evolving with it." Oh my god People are really excited to pay eight ninety nine, have raw sewage pumped into your home. Mm-hmm. Funky, amazing. But here is the thing: woke comedy is like. Did you see the white man with his privilege get fired? And they go ha 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 ha. Claps, not laughs. Clapter. Uh, Do you know Clapter is? Well, I'm starting to understand. <laughs> it's horrible. Clapter is the idea that people are clapping not because you're funny because you're saying things that confirm their bias or they like so like uh, uh, John Oliver for instance he does not make you laugh he gives you clapter. yeah for sure it's so obvious too so he's sitting there and he's like did you see the orange man he's so bad and then everyone's like ha 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 ha. you are very funny I am laughing enjoy it it's not not real so what we're seeing is here's a question that I asked and maybe this will be offensive to a lot of uh, religious people have you ever been to church only like on Easter a couple times and I got stung by a bee. So <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm never, would you consider back would, uh, yeah. and, and you've definitely been to church. I
2: have been to church for most of my life.
0: Would either of you consider it to be entertaining? It, the one I went to was not. No. What about you?
2: Um, the one that I went to, it depended on the preacher. I finally found a church that was actually engaging. It wasn't entertaining, but it was engaging. What's the, what's,
0: the, what's the point of football?
2: To be entertaining. To, to be
0: entertained.
2: Yes. To be part of so, a team.
0: So listen, I, I asked the question: Why is it that people go to church, even though it's not entertaining to them? To learn? Because well, no. It's because people are going there to practice their faith and to worship and to meet and share with other people. Right? They're willing to go to these, serv- this, these services. And, and to be fair, I, I these like legitimate religions with like scripture and real basis. I can respect someone having faith and saying, we're going to go to service. I've been to church several times, and I think there are a lot of churches that do a really good job of being informative and interesting and engaging, like you mentioned. Yeah. And I think it's actually a problem that there there are a lot of churches that, you know.
2: They do try too hard to be entertaining.
0: Well, it's not so much that they try too hard. It's that there are some that are just, you don't want to be there. Yeah. And especially young people don't want to be there.
2: Well, yeah, you start to feel really guilty. And one of the things that I noticed with church was that they, well, first of all, they would try to be too entertaining. And also, people use it as an exercise of discipline. So it is not meant to be fun. It is not meant to be funny. It's just something that you have to do.
0: Right. Yeah, discipline. Well, so here's what's happening, in my opinion. When they put Colin Kaepernick in this game, when they make a movie like Ghostbusters, what they're betting on is listen, our company is dying, we're losing money. The ratings are down for all of these things. If we embrace the cult of wokeness, the adherents will just watch because it's, it's you know, confirmation bias. It's their religion. So what they do is they inject all of this into things hoping that they can create an ideological base that doesn't actually find any of this fun or funny. They'll just go, isn't this amazing? Isn't it really fun? Because I'll tell you what, man, I've seen woke comedians and I would not call them comedians. Really? Yeah, there was one. I think Vice did a segment where they had a woke comedian and all he did was make fun of himself. (laughs) And I'm like, first of all, I don't know you. Uh. And they're in no... Like, listen. Rodney Dangerfield. Mm. Now, that guy knew self-deprecating humor.
1: Yeah, but he wasn't... mm
0: -hmm. He was very, like, like, raw. He wasn't, like ppc or anything
1: like that right say well, the most gruesome like and most, it
0: wasn't like, always offensive. self-deprecating but i'll tell you what i do not want to hear a guy go get a load of my white privilege and then have everyone laugh i'm like that wasn't a joke you just <laughs> you said a buzzword that that the 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 the, the, the zealots of your cult are going to go hey he's a white privilege oh he, oh he recognizes white privilege clap 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 there there's some there like there are some people who do white comedy and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna pretend like it's all bad i'm just saying it's disproportionately not funny yeah and, I, and i'll tell you this like have you, I'm, I'm going to get real offensive too, because I know that there are some people who like, what was, You have a look. I'm listening. She's ready. I, you know, I'm where, ready do, to do be you, offended. Do you know where I'm going? No, I don't. Take it He's away. He's like, have you ever seen these really cringy, like low quality religious films?
2: <gasps> oh my gosh. My entire upbringing <laughs> was spent watching these movies. <laughs> okay. What, yeah. What was the I'm the worst? like, you're going to get offended. <laughs> oh no, I'm not offended. These things are awful. <laughs> oh my gosh. What was the worst one you ever saw? <laughs> the worst one. So they're, oh, I can't, I think I blocked them from my memory because they're that bad, but. All of them are poorly acted. They're poorly scripted. There's no plot. Everything's oh, didn't horrible.
1: Didn't Can, Can, Cameron, what's his name? Kirk Cameron w- yes. did one that was oh, like really kind of high budget. Dude,
2: even the modern ones are just so bad. They have never gotten any better. And I'm like, what is wrong with you people? We're losing <laughs> the culture. We're already. You're making it worse. Stop.
0: Uh, well, yeah. Well, I was going to say, like, I've, I've seen some of these really low quality. Like, I can't remember what I was saying. I watched a superhero. I think I can't remember what channel it was in Chicago. It's like a religious channel. I grew I grew up, I grew up uh, Catholic briefly until I was like I think 10 or 11. We were going to church and stuff. So they they showed us a bunch of this really hokey stuff and I'm like the the just you 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 want to talk about a B movie? Let's talk about like a Z movie. Oh. Where it's like I don't know. You, you get the point. So they get non-actors to just read a script, but it's yes. more about the words to try and like this is scripture. Let's just well, brainwash I mean, like send it out. No, it's just they're not film producers. They're, so, they're not they're not Hollywood. their job. So yeah to be fair right they're making content to the best of their abilities and they're not movie studios yes
2: i would say that their hearts are definitely in the right place they just don't know how to produce or use like modern computers
0: so you think about these things and then also think about woke movies like ghostbusters right (laughs) i didn't see it imagine what would happen if you took some of these these people Mm -hmm. and you gave them 200 million dollars to make their movie they still don't oh know how to make a movie. They
2: would just make a horrible movie with 200 make, million dollars. They'd make
0: Ghostbusters they would, 2016. They would, yeah, they would make. These, like, have you seen Ghostbusters 2016? No, no, God, thank God, I have not. <laughs> Are you missing out. Of Imagine. God. So, like, every male character is. Oh, wait, like, I saw that. Mentally deficient in some capacity, or just like, it's just so it looks awful. So bad, dude. Yeah, this yeah. is what happens when you give, you know, the, the zealots. Access to capital, and they don't know how to do. They just spend
1: the rest on marketing, basically. So they make the crappy, still make the crappy thing. They they got. They overpay the actors. They They, no. They just don't know how to write a movie. And and if you speak out against it, you get fired. So they got all these people on big
0: contracts, and they got to kind of. Imagine if someone was going to make a new Iron Man, and they're like, "We're going to bring back Robert Downey Jr. It's going to be big, and the guy who's going to run it is Fred, the pastor down from you know my local church in Fremont, Nebraska." And he's going to be like, wouldn't it be great if, you know, Tony goes to confession and talks about why he's, you know, his sins and then actually, you know, does. What's it called when you have the ro- when you have the rosary and they, they tell you what to do, like when you confess? So I
2: wasn't a Catholic, so I don't have oh, any knowledge. Oh, that's Catholic. I'm sorry. Yeah. You were the Catholic. That's my right. Friend.
0: We would we would go into confession and then you have the rosary and then they praying would tell the you. like, Yeah. Praying the rosary. Yeah. So
2: you're so, confessional. I don't know.
0: And I mean, I mean, no disrespect to people who actually practice these religions. I'm saying, wouldn't it be kind of out of place if you watched a movie and there were these weird breaks where it was just like very on the nose, overtly Catholic right. activities? It's like Iron Man's like, in order to stop the evil villain Mandarin, we should all go to church on Sunday. There's a great service. And then they spend 20 minutes. That's kind of like, I mean, I'm obviously exaggerating, but take that and replace that with the the wokeness. Yeah. And it's like the men are all really dumb, and everything is wow. like, yeah, it's like it's like watching a religious propaganda yeah. film almost.
2: Oh, just as bad.
0: Yeah, so, with really low production quality. Yeah, Knowing
1: or believing this is a religion, this new cult of personality or whatever, cult of
0: of religion, cult of of race, is that what it is? And you know, I would call it a non-theistic religion because it's too widespread, and there's no like, there's no pope of you know, there's no cult leader of wokeness. There are priests, you know. And I guess you could argue there's, like, Pope-ish type people, but, they're like, you know, cults are specifically worshipping some individual. Oh. And so, yeah, so, like, there, there's a—I a, was reading research on cults because I was talking to a friend, and I said, wokeness is a cult, and they said, no, it isn't. I looked up the, the definition of a cult, like, there's an the anthropological whatever— and it, it typically requires an individual who leads it. But there are cults where it's just a culture? Because it's so derived from the word culture, I
1: would think. or I don't know.
0: Um, but there's cults of personality where the person dies and they worship their, their picture. Dude, and then someone basically is the, you know. YouTube's a cult of personality. Like, you get subscribers, people follow you, and it's like they're following your personality.
1: You create a culture around your personality. I don't know Act, about that. Actors like Brad Pitt has a cult of
0: personality surrounding him. Maybe it's very maybe, powerful, Donald may, Trump, but 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 Brad Pitt's not telling you to like give your money to yeah. him and some, so you know cult is inherently I mean, kind bad. Of, actually, they're trying to sell I know they stuff. kind of are trying to sell their body like it's a product that you but it's go but it's it's, it's, it's I'll put it this witness. way: there's nothing wrong with having a beer. There's something wrong when having a beer interferes with your daily life. There's nothing wrong with you know wanting to follow news about your favorite celebrity. There's something wrong with doing nothing but following right. them and inter- interfering with your life. Appreciating
1: humans is actually a very good thing for society, but getting obsessed with them is not. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah.
2: Moderation.
0: Well, I think the, 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 the more warrior thing, worrying thing is how ideology is, man, you know, I, we, what, were, what were we watching? Where, earlier today I said Christianity in this country is dead.
2: Um, I think we were watching... Oh, the well, Firm? We were watching The Firm. Yeah, yeah. And I don't remember the context. Oh, that's right, that's
0: right, that's right. Um, the reason I said that is because in the 1990s and in a lot of these movies... So, this is really interesting. Um, Adam was jamming uh, on, on the show one night. And he has that one song where he says, it, it's time to confess your sins. Yeah. But Adam's not religious, you know? And oh, I was man. like, it's really interesting that somebody who's not a, a practicing religious individual... Uses the concept of confessing your sins because if you went to like China or India, that's not something culturally relevant to them. They might understand it, but it's like, you know, I if if, oh. if, he, if imagine if he's saying meditate in a temple, you know, yeah. and find enlightenment. All right. So so we understand these concepts, but confessing your sins is a very common cultural thing. So we were watching The Firm with Tom Cruise from 1993, and there was a scene where they were at a funeral, and I was seeing like the priest read rites and all that stuff, and that's why I was like. The cultural relevance of this was in a mainstream Tom Cruise major motion picture. Today, they probably, of course, still have things like this, but it was interesting to see, like back then, how prominent Christianity was even among Hollywood liberals. Just accepted, right? Yeah, just like a normal thing to be in a major movie, and now, not so much. Dude, I wonder how much it's it's like in our
1: subconsciouses. Like, um, monogamy is like a Catholic, is like a Christian thing.
0: Uh, no, no, I wouldn't. Well, or, I mean, um, n- it's n- not monogamy. Jesus, you know, all but, the all the mar- Jesus, ma- like marriage as we know it is typically an Abrahamic. Yeah, you go to a church, like you can go to the to the courthouse, but you were going to say.
2: So I think the fact, I think this ties into Adam talking about the idea of confession, even though he's not religious, is because there are things that go under human understanding, like the concept that you need to have a man and a woman, and they need to be together, and they need to be united by like a common cord and a cultural pressure to keep them together. That's good for families. Families are good for the culture. You know, all of this stuff is underneath. It's not, I don't think it is just Abrahamic religion. I think it is part of the human experience. I think there's something that you can't avoid. I think the feeling of guilt that we all get sometimes and the idea that Adam brings up about confessing is so, I don't know, like ingrained. You can't escape it. And I don't think it is fully religion. I think it's manifest But the concept of
0: sin itself is what I mean.
2: You think that's religious?
0: No, no, no. Yes. The word sin is specific to Christianity, isn't it? Pride, lust. Yeah, no, yeah. Sloth. I don't nice like the yet. word sin itself. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. virtues
1: and sins in the Catholic faith.
0: Yeah, what, in every faith. Yeah. But is, is sin as a word, a concept outside mm. of christianity gosh i'd like I to know that it is yeah it, it is i believe so oh, so look, look. a
2: sin is just an immoral act considered to be a transgression against divine law. look
0: up the etymology
2: the etymology hold on divine the entomology law. the bug
0: oh is that what i said the etymology is right etymology yeah i said so entomology. it's from
2: the latin for guilty
0: interesting yeah so, so it, it is
2: not necessarily religious it is just part of human nature. Oh, ah, yeah!
1: Well, there you go. You learn everything. something new every day. And every religion yeah. has its own sins. Like certain religions would look well, at like debauchery as a sin, whereas other yeah, words because
2: don't. these things are bad for the culture. Debauchery is bad for the culture. People yeah. being drunk is bad for the culture. Eating
0: eating eating pork, you could get sick.
2: Exactly, Eating yeah, sugar. sugar. Yeah, and that was why yeah. God put the kibosh on it and stuff like shellfish in Leviticus. Everyone thinks that's crazy, but when they were eating it, it yeah. could make and it so often it was did make a it sin. sin sick.
1: But then when they learned how to cook the the. The,
2: it became less relevant. Yeah, the,
1: the yeah. hookworm out of it. Then it, it no longer <laughs> yeah. was a exactly. sandworm. Well, and the other part too it,
2: was that God was that God was trying to keep His people separate from other people around them. He huh. was trying to make them separate and holy and important and special to Him. So, well,
0: do you guys know about the dawning of the age of Aquarius? Yeah, a you bit. have you, talked you, about. Have this you? Yet. Yeah, have you seen Zeitgeist? Yeah, uh, I remember watching that where he's like, you know, what's the guy's name? Peter Joseph. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's talking about how the 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 the. Um, Judaism was the age of Aries, and they blow the ram's horn and that the next age was the age of Pisces, which we're in now and and symbol of the fish. And so the new religion would, you know, the Jesus fish was a reference to the new age. Well, we're entering the age of Aquarius, the water bearer. So is wokeness the new religion that will take over? I don't think it's going to last. I don't I just it doesn't seem sustainable. I don't
2: think it can.
1: Cause it's built on fear and hate like it's it's not about bringing people together it's about sounds
0: an awful lot like what they used to say about christianity no this is fear, a little hate, bit different guilt.
2: so i know i was raised in christianity and i know there are people who have left the church violently who say that it's nothing but fear and guilt and there is a bit of that if you're not doing it right but i think that basing it basing something on fear and guilt is in fact untenable i think that christianity is not based on fear or guilt it's based on a, a whole a, a healthy respect for divine providence for god and for other humans
1: and like jesus if you break it down the christ consciousness is like that's a good thing but when you organize a religion a business around it and try and profit off of the concept is when it starts to get dangerous yeah and you
2: involve human greed and stuff yeah it's a problem
0: yep the the very simple story of a of a, a dude who helped other dudes dude if we could just behave like jesus like if everyone started
1: behaving like that
2: that's like the whole point of Christianity. They're just like, <laughs> just behave like this guy. He was great. He was the son of God. You're not perfect, but do the best you can and ask for forgiveness. Forgiveness. No turn the
0: people. other cheek. I would love it right. if the SEWs would turn the other cheek.
2: I would love it it's if like, everyone
0: good, did. Good sir, I couldn't help but notice that you said a naughty word on Twitter. Well, I ask that you humbly take into consideration, but I will turn the other cheek and I will move on. I'd All be right. like, how nice. And they should get I'm likes great. for that. If you could somehow get rewarded for t- for not dissing on someone
2: but dude humans are flawed
0: dude that's 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 the twitter man twitter is a rage machine it is twitter is a video game where you try and figure out how to get the most points that's what retweets likes shares followers and guess what in order to get those you have to be a mean person that's, yeah. so that's why that's why that's Twitter awful. started adding this thing where it's like, are you sure you want to call this person a douchebag? Oh, really? Have you mm-hmm. Seen that? Are they no. still having that? I, I haven't don't know. Seen it Did at they all. get rid of it? I don't know. But I that's never call hilarious. people
2: douchebags, so it's like I don't know if it happens to other people. Like
0: you, you'd respond to someone saying, "Shut your mouth, you dumb!" You know, whatever, and it would be like, "Are you sure you want to say this to this person?" What? That's awesome. It's dude. Twitter had an opportunity to get rid of these things, but they they the, Twitter is literally, it's it's where you go to get angry. Yeah, I, lately I have been like, uh, so I'll retweet like a
1: violent protest of a guy getting kicked in the gut, and then I'll do like two of those, and then I'll retweet like a baby smiling at the rainbow. <laughs> keep a I'm trying. There. It's like one out of five joyous things. I'm trying to keep it like some level of balance. I'll do like philosophy, but no one likes. People get angry when I try and be philosophical on Twitter. They're like, "You moron!" They're oh, like, whatever. "Why aren't you insulting someone <laughs> over something
0: don't, inane?" Don't try right, and talk exactly. down to me. This, this is not, not right a, an, for an arbitrary and <laughs> generic insult. <laughs> and then they insult you because of it. Mm, but so, so so this is a really. This is, I got a really funny, just like quick tidbit on on the show. I can't remember which show it was. I was talking about how conservatives are more attractive than liberals. Oh, I heard that. It's true. I uh, saw that tweet. There, so there's several studies that back this up. And there was there's a story from the Washington Post. Actually, I think for the sake of avoiding, you know, vitriol,
2: misquoting maybe, no people being studies. like,
0: Tim's making this up. It's like I'll just I'll just pull up the actual story. There you go. Take a look. Oh, oh snap! Conservatives really are better yes, looking. I knew wow. it. This is just one of several studies. And what's really funny about this is that uh, it was Jen Cougar of the Young Turks was insulting me because I brought this up. Somebody took a clip of me saying that, you know, when you go to the DNC, you see overweight, frumpy individuals. When you go to the RNC, you see tall, handsome or busty women. And that's just uh, uh, that's that's not an anecdote that's from me. It was from a feminist who was explaining to me the concept of privilege and how it breaks down between the political parties. If you go through life as handsome, attractive with, you know, tall and a deep voice and you're like ripped, people are going to do favors for you. They're going to be nice to you. And you are going, you're, you're going to be like, I don't want redistribution of my wealth. I've right. been able to do it on my own. This is just a general concept of privilege. And so I was actually referencing this. They just, So basically what happens is, in the context of Twitter, even though you could simply Google search conservatives better looking, you would find numerous studies. There's uh, one out of Cambridge that says... People who are more attractive tend to have conservative political beliefs and become Republican. There's also another study that says in Europe, particularly, it's this one referencing Finland, saying they rated, they had people who didn't know the politicians of a certain country and asked them to rate appearance and found conservative political parties had more attractive members.
2: So it's cause, not effect.
0: They said that they don't know correlation or causation, hmm, but they found
1: a correlation between, you know. I, I would think, like, if you're good looking and life is handed to you more readily, that why would you want to change it? So you tend towards more conservation and keeping things the status quo. Whereas Independence. If, you're, yeah, if, if I can do it on my if, own. If you're funky looking and, and you got to you break it all down.
0: That's you know, right. Burn it all it. down.
2: Portland, but, but So
0: so so the, the main issue is you get a bunch of people like like – I'm talking about the, the host of The Young Turks, one of the biggest political networks – he didn't even take two seconds to Google search when I said there's a study. He tweeted at me insulting my, you know, insulting me in my appearance, mocking me for, you know, wearing the beanie Too hot or whatever. for the beanie, yeah. And then he said, what study? And I'm like, the craziest thing is I've not said a bad word about Cenk Huger, I, I may, maybe was critical of him because he yelled at me at Politicon a couple of years ago. Oh, nice. Like he just got in my face with screaming. I'm like, dude, what? but I, I've not said anything bad about him or anybody else. So I'm like, why did he just decide to start insulting me? And the crazy thing he is... wants
1: to come on the show, man. <laughs> I
0: know, no, right? no, no, no. No, it's because Twitter has turned people into hate mongers. So easy. They turn them into hate mongers. So here's his opportunity to dunk. Slam.
1: If he, did, if
0: he did a simple Google search, he would have found that I was not trying to denigrate anyone. I was referencing research. Also... Then I, but, oh. I, but, but this is also, like, what was not included in his clip was me saying a feminist was explaining this concept yeah, to me. Yeah, the clip was out of context. It was three clips edited together right. to make one long clip. It was totally out of context. Of course, of course. And what he could have done was simply said, I wonder if this is true. Instead, he ends up with, you know, several hundred people all laughing and giggling amongst themselves and high-fiving each other about how smart they are, even though... I was actually referencing a real study. Right. Whether you want to agree with the study or not is irrelevant. There are several studies that say the same thing. And the point I was trying to bring up was privilege. If you are a privileged individual of great attractiveness, then you do not want to give up what, you, what you've, 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 you've gotten because right. of it. And they argued against the idea. If so he'd listened. The general idea, I'm, I'm, the reason i bring bringing this up is, you can get people to argue against their own ideology if they're dunking on you, to be oh, angry and hateful. point. Be the fop. So here you have a bunch of leftists who are the ones advocating for this concept of privilege, arguing against that very concept because it was an opportunity to insult me and earn hmm. points. Oh, wow. This, th- right. This says to me, you know, Twitter is a, is a tribalist machine that trains people to find a tribe, disregard principle, and insult someone else. You get retweets, you get likes, you get followers. That's why we have Trump reply guys. There. They have nothing of substance mm-hmm. to add, but they are tribalists who say Trump is bad and they get followers. Ooh. Then they say PayPal me and they make money. <laughs> Amazing. Do you like that there's no downvote on Twitter? I don't know if that I mean actually maybe there should be. What I don't like is that when you when you open someone's tweet, you'll see like your algorithmic top tweet. And so the left and the right see different things. Oh, wow. That's People incredible. you follow. People right. You like That's very lot. echo chambery. Yeah, exactly. Is. So if we did upvotes and downvotes on replies, then it'd be a much more interesting space. Much more interesting. And I think it's not so cut and dry as to say who would you know, dominate left or right. I think there'd be instances where the right would upvote crazy and the left would upvote crazy. And you'd see a little bit back and forth. It also, I think, could actually help the left get more exposure to the right. Which they need because the right has exposure to the left, but no it's no choice, not so the other way around. So, more, more importantly, I'm just like, I roll my eyes when I see, you know, uh, Cenk Uger of the Young Turks has a massive network, they get something like 50 million uh, views per month. And he is, 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 is this the nature of his work that when someone calmly references some, 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 some research on like a podcast, that he turns it into a rage click without research. And so he's misinforming his audience. They're all thinking that they're so much smarter and better. And the crazy thing was how they they were insulting my appearance. I'm like, but I did not directly insult anybody. I said you tend to see this at the RNC, you tend to see it at the DNC. And it was actually a feminist who made a video about this explaining it. Yeah, but I don't think that
1: was in the video, was it? I, I think it all came from because it was out of context. They didn't see the study and what you're talking about. Well they I didn't like, show the study. Yeah. They because they it like,
0: was like, you know, I once read a study And, you know, basically what they said was, and instead of doing a Google search to be like, I wonder if that's true, they immediately just say, let's drum up hate for money.
1: It's like the ability to make snap judgments about people and things is is very like read the read the title, but don't read the article and make a comment like that's that's dangerous, but maybe necessary for evolution. Like we have to be able to make quick snap
0: judgments to survive. I think I think information is traveling so fast. It didn't travel this way before. You know, uh, I think were we talking about World War One or something, yeah. where it was like it would take weeks for the messages to come back to the U.S. for Shit. you to even know what was going on. That's crazy. Now there was a crazy video where you had GoPro footage from a tank and from the people shooting at the tank. What? Yeah. Was amazing. Oh, yep. Interesting story. Oh, it's and, awesome. and some news organization put the clips together, and they're like, for the first time, you have video footage from both sides of an active conflict. Oh, good. So this is coming in in, in really really quickly, and it's, so what ends up happening is. Back in the day, what did you have to read? You didn't have Twitter. You had a pamphlet that came and has three things to say on it. You're going to read all of it because ain't nothing else to read. Now, I, I, I got 5,000 tweets every minute. Who? I, what's the, the fire hose on Twitter is ridiculous. So you're just like flipping through like, oh, I can only read a few things. And people are just being, it's information overload. So what's crazy is there's, uh, I love how there's like this idea of the grifter. When I was talking to a friend of mine and he was like, bro, you just make, you know, angry videos insulting Democrats because it's your business model. You know what you're doing. And I'm like, I know what I'm doing and that I have an opinion. And I was like, and you posting your complaints on social media is literally the same thing. The only difference is I do it as a job and you do it endlessly all day for posting memes, I guess. I don't know. Also, speaking on video is very different. It takes a certain level of
1: confidence and it changes you. To communicate via video, I mean that's a powerful medium. I, I just,
0: I just mean like one of the things that's happening right now is that there's no way I could know everything, so of course I get things wrong all the time. I'm a dude who's giving his opinion on on main on on major news, trying to use certified sources and do my best to fact check, and there are people who are like Tim's misinforming people, and I'm like, and so is the Young Turks, and so is Stephen Crowder, and so is so is six everybody is getting something wrong everybody is doing this it's a very very different ecosystem now you can argue it's bad maybe it really is i don't know what the solution is it seems necessary whatever it is we're we're all trying to assert like actually this is true because of this reason and then someone say no tim's wrong and here's why yeah it's like trying to be right is less important than trying to be honest yeah trying to win i think
1: trying to win for your tribe that's something that makes me nervous about trump's because he talks about winning and it makes me like really nervous i don't like it
0: I don't like I, I don't like the idea of, of tribes and I don't like or I, I I don't care about tribes I don't like the I don't want to be in anyone's tribe I want I'm gonna, I'm gonna go build my own shack in the middle of the woods you know with a little river and a dog you leave me alone you know I'm gonna do my thing you do yours very 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 libertarian just let me just leave me alone is right? the
1: dog in your tribe
0: yes yeah. that's his entire yes. tribe he See, wants to be in your tribe this is what I've <laughs> talked about I'm I'm very left libertarian in the sense that I'm all about having a hippie farm we have our own little farm We have a small group of people. We share. We get along. Everything's great. Leave us alone. It doesn't work in a grand scale, life libertarianism, you know, with big cities. But that's what that's what I'm. Do you leave me alone? And we're gonna share, you know, our fruits and veggies. And you know, we just got we got a bunch of jalapenos that just came from the garden. So many. Uh, Oh, shout out out all those new peppers we got. Ghost peppers.
1: (gasps) F Y I. Delicious for the win. Yeah. Those are amazing. spicy though. They're like they smell like green pepper, but I think they're red. I have no Never. idea. They're, they're, hot. they're spicy. They're yeah, <laughs> so spicy. And they make new peppers out of like ghost peppers. So, like, a lot of these really hot peppers are ghost pepper uh, amalgams. You know, they, what do they call it when they blend? Hybrids. Yeah, hybrids. Yeah. I have no idea what I was talking about. But um, peppers. Now. Emotions <laughs> and being a YouTuber, like having the burden of trying to communicate.
0: Yeah. No, you no, know, just like, just, just how people, uh, everyone thinks they're right and everyone else is wrong. And the challenge now is that. Even with people like me where I produce content, I'm just one perspective. And so that's why I'm often telling people you got to watch other shows too because otherwise I'm probably missing a big piece of the picture. I'm just one person.
2: This is where the left comes up short. Because they're telling you, Brian Stelter and this guy in that video we watched earlier, stop watching Fox News, dude. Screw you. Watch every single news source so that you can form your own opinion. And I'm constantly listening to people and I'm trying to find what little bit of truth they have to tell me. Because 90% of it is their opinion and there's a little bit of truth in there and I'll take it and I'll use it.
0: You know why I I really want people to watch every news source? Because if you have somebody who only watches Fox News and then they watch CNN... And then you have somebody who only watches CNN and then they watch Fox News. Both of them are going to go CNN is lying. Oh, good point. Yeah. CNN is notoriously bad journalism. Oh, it's it's yes. My favorite was when Don Lemon was at talking to a panel and he goes, so "A lot of people on the internet are talking about, you know, black holes and I know it's pre- preposterous, but you know, Mary, is it preposterous?" is the missing Malaysian airplane, right? Oh, that it fell into a black hole? Yeah, yeah. And then the woman goes, oh, you know, even a small black hole would swallow the whole universe. It just got worse. You know (laughs) what, man? And then I was watching Fox and Friends one morning and they had a priest on to talk about how evolution wasn't real. Oh. Right, right, right. Fox and News. But I'll tell you what prime time i think tucker carlson does a really really really
1: good job yeah he's he's carrying the torch man he really yeah.
2: is i'm impressed and
1: did you see when john stewart just basically browbeat him back in the day it was when tucker had a great reckoning he used to wear a bow tie and it was
0: uh, crossfire
1: yeah, yeah. He, they had john stewart on the show and john stewart made a mockery out of tucker and tucker just took it he just listened to him because he he's had a lot champ. of uh, he had a lot of like respect for john and and he it changed his m- mind and he became a better journalist after that Wow.
0: yeah tucker's uh Changed a lot for the better, for sure. Like he had a segment, I think, last year where he was anti pot legalization, and it felt forced. I was like, you don't really believe this. Like we should definitely legalize pot and get these nonviolent offenders out of jail. I'm that sure. I wonder where he's at today on that. Because if Trump came out right now and said, "We're doing an executive order, nonviolent offenders will be reviewed, pardoned, released, full commute, you know, sentence commuted and, and, per- and expunged," it's landslide. Yeah, there. easily landslide. Not, not, yes, but you know, Biden's talking about that. Oh, good for him. Yep. Yep. Is hey, it? credit where credits due. Kamala, Kamala, I, I don't think I. Mean, I but. Good
1: point. Kamala
0: Harris though threw a bunch of people in jail for. it. I know. <laughs> and, <laughs> and laughed about it. All. Yeah. Yeah, but to be fair, what did Pence do? What did Pence do? Right? Uh, not much. It's true. And he was in a smaller state than Kamala I'm was because facetious. He, oh, what did he do? He was the. Well, he was a governor of Indiana, right? Yeah. So he. So the reason I bring him up is because to be completely honest, I should be able to be like actually hear things that. But I don't know anything about Pence. I, I wonder if that's why Donald Trump picked him because he's a kind of a silent it, Indiana. Or something. Yep. So he's been criticized for his stance on like homosexuality and stuff like that. That's the most that I know. And I know Kamala Harris been has been dragged heavily, but that it is it, it is it is fair to say. Look, um, there was a post someone made about Joe Biden wanting to legalize pot and 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 uh, release non nonviolent offenders, and he's had it for a while. And I'm like, that's a great thing. That is that is absolutely a good thing. Yeah. The only problem is I just don't think he's a real candidate. Like he, he Joe Biden could come out and say everything that Trump is saying, and I'd still say. Bro, you're a flashlight with dying batteries. That's a good analogy. That's Joe Rogan's. Yeah, yeah that was brilliant. And so I actually was thinking about it, and, and the way I described it was, if I had to go into a dark cave, and I my choice between a flashlight with dying batteries and a torch that could burn me, I got to take the torch, man. The torch yeah. is going to be consistent. It's going to work. It's going to be hot. It's going to be dangerous, but I know it will keep the light going. Yeah, the light's the most important thing in that yeah, situation. Yeah, and, and, and the flashlight's better tech. It's it's you know it, it just get, you need the batteries man it was not going to work. What if you work. could
1: have a dying flashlight or a gorilla with the
0: headlight strapped to its forehead?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing the comparison. Yeah, I like
0: um, it. I man i follow I, that gorilla i'm he gonna go with the gorilla Is the gorilla my friend well it's yeah. up to you <laughs> <laughs> he fights for you he's gonna like <laughs> kill me i've never been that close to a gorilla <laughs> know, right? well that hopefully ho- you in half. hopefully we're friends yes we've it. we've grown up together and we're on an adventure together and he's leading the way he and, has uh, your best interests in mind oh excellent then he'll fight off the the, the morlocks and the, yeah, and the mole dude, people homie <laughs> yeah dude, homie totally. gorilla <laughs> could use that strength all right let's go to super chats because we we always go live along we got Laughing Man. Laughing Man, that is an excellent avatar and an excellent name. I love Ghost in the Shell. He says, do you think we are seeing a doubling down of race theory from the left since Trump essentially cut off the dragon's head by taking it out of schools? How do they counter this kind of attack from Trump? Please share. Uh, what is this? N- no mail-in vote? Change work. no mail-in vote. I don't know if they're doubling down. I will say the media, because if Trump came out and was like, ladies and gentlemen, pizza is 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 great. My favorite is Deep Dish from Chicago.'" They'd be like pizza is bad. Oh my god! Why is Trump talking about pizza? What's he trying to say? <gasps> they would they would be they would, they would be on board with PizzaGate in two seconds wow. if Trump slipped up. Like anything Trump says is they're against. A question regarding this: So,
1: critical race theory. Trump said it's out of government offices and government training trainings. So, does that mean it's out of school, like public schools, which are government organizations? That's a good question I don't, I don't, I I don't think, so. think
0: so but they should absolutely have some kind of mandate from the Department of Education well this, this stuff
2: this is something he was talking about he was talking about defunding the schools that teach the 1619 project which I was right, like, definitely yes please
0: yeah. get rid of all that yes. that's that's part of critical race 1619 project it's,
2: it's entirely yeah race. yeah it's
0: revisionist history yeah. of, like they argue that the true America truly began in the year 1619 with the first slave arriving and it's just oh and 1620
1: was Plymouth Rock or something or 16 16- it's just total bunk it's, it's nonsense. just nonsense
0: yeah. and the lady who wrote it even said it wasn't really history yeah
2: it was just how it could have been yeah
0: okay like Ooh. literally
2: like a parallel Ooh. universe yeah. we got kitties and alternate, alternate, alternate reality
0: brandon Toms says instead of people's attractiveness affecting their political leanings what if people's political leanings affect their attractiveness Imagine going through life thinking everyone owes you something. It's got to affect how you look over time. That's actually a really good point. But a, a better example is, imagine if you take two people who are kind of doughy, right? And you tell one person, it's your responsibility and you have to work hard. And you tell the other person, it's not your fault. It's because of all the drinks they made you eat. How do you think those people would develop? You, the, the person who was told it's their responsibility, they're going to be like, I better start eating better and working out. The other person's going to be like, it's not my fault. And I could see...
1: Uh, stress can make you ugly. I mean, stress can yeah. make you contorted and, and
0: grow in like, weird ways. Like, that, like like Voldemort at the last Harry Potter scene. Harry Potter scene. Of stress. When he was all shriveled up. Totally, a stress yeah. induced <laughs> shrivel. Millennials love their Harry Potter references. That's, that's the joke. Oh, I love those books. What is this getting? Oh, getting some- mouse is getting stuck. All right, what do you got here? Gareth Green says I thought saving money rather than spending it was a virtue. Moreover, the idea of individual liberty is that everyone has the right to their own property, including money, so long as they haven't actually stolen it. What was that? Waving at Betsy. Sorry, I didn't Oh, you were, at, you were waving at the cat. Yes, I was. I not was you. like, are you, are you trying to alert me? <laughs> I was not. <laughs> so no, too. it's
2: very important that I waved to the cat. I'm sorry, guys. She loved it. it Shoddy
0: Viceroy says, I wonder if y'all are noticing that Asians and white people are being forced to work harder to go to college, therefore making those folk more conservative.
3: Hmm.
0: I, don't, I don't know. Perhaps, perhaps. I will, I will say the interesting thing about the non-POC space is that depending on who you ask, Asians are or aren't people of color? That's a weird one. That's why it was interesting that it wasn't a whites-only space specifically, right? Because I'm wondering, like, does that mean an Asian person could go there or an albino? My, I have a good friend that's an African
1: American <laughs> yeah, descent, man. but he's albino. That's but a does great how does question. that how does that work? He just looks super you know, Victor.
0: Oh, I, I know, I know, I know. But but does, like how does that? Know. He doesn't look. He's like lighter skin, but he eyes. does identify as black. Yeah 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 so it's it's, it's interesting which is a color or a, a shade which is so bizarre to I me mean, man he's this language
2: stupid yeah it's weird it's really stupid reductive
0: yeah no i don't know man everything's weird and crazy That's let's see matthew hammond says uh well okay i guess this question was for will but will didn't end up uh, actually making it but he's asking that uh, do you agree that last night's rally in north carolina was trump's best ever Best ever.
2: I have heard that. It was great. I heard it was great. Yeah. Yeah. I'll
0: tell you this, man. I just heard Trump tell uh, uh, Woodward that he's drinking the (laughs) Kool-Aid on white privilege.
2: I'm here for that. And I'm like,
0: ooh, I'm voting for this guy. This is going to be good. You know, hey, man, push back on that stuff. That's right. Josh Greshner says, really enjoying the podcast, Tim. Are you still taking guest recommendations? Would love to see Maj Tour on your show sometime. He's a great 2A advocate for 2A and founder of Black Guns Matter. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm Mm-hmm he's on my short
2: list i don't think i can message him but yeah we'll figure something out
0: yeah that'd be cool i think i may have met him actually in texas i'm not sure
2: you got to get a hold of him
0: oh well we'll we'll, we'll try and figure out yeah i was i was in texas and i met a guy who had a a black black guns matter shirt and he was like walking around with a gun super chill and then it was funny because he walked up to some like right-wing militia looking dudes and they were like laughing and talking together and i was just like you see it's not about race it's just People, you know, and if, yeah. and, and if the guy's like, "Hey, man, it's a really cool gun or whatever." And they talk and they hang out and they were getting along. I can't stand racists, man. Just want to just want to hang out with people and have a smile and have a good time. All right. Sam G says, "Timbo, thanks for debunking the French Cemetery hoax by bringing it up." Jason Leopold from BuzzFeed and his and his backfire FOIA request. That being said, how credible overall would you consider anonymous sources? And it's tough. I typically don't like them, but it's like imagine. Uh, Here's the problem with anonymous sources. What if I said an anonymous source confirmed to me that Donald Trump is a lizard person? Who was it? You. No, well, that's my... Wait, I'm, I'm the anonymous source Yes, asking who the anonymous source was? <laughs> oh, Mind I twist. I know, meta. So, so the, the point is, here's the way I, I talk about anonymous sources. You have uh, a dude comes out with a report and he's like, breaking news, multiple sources confirm Donald Trump, you know, uh, stole a bag of uh, diamonds from a jewelry store. And then people are like, who are these sources? They are people who are very familiar with the incident and were very close to at the time of occurring thieves. And it turns out it's like a group of homeless guys who are sleeping in an alley behind the jewelry store. They saw Trump leave with a bunch of jewels that he bought and paid for. But then you say, well, these guys were there. They saw Trump and we know Trump was there. This is confirmed. And then here's the best part. So Trump didn't steal anything. They just asserted it because they assumed it. The journalist thinks it's true. My favorite part. Another news organization then says, we need to independently verify this is true. So they go to the alley, see the homeless guys and say, hey, did you tell the Washington Post that oh. Trump's... They go, yeah, we did. Confirmed. So Can't they just we've confirmed it." to that they asked. They don't even ask him if they, if they if he did it again. They don't go to the store and ask the store owner, has anything been stolen? They don't go to the police and say, have these things been stolen? They say, this source claimed Donald Trump did a backflip off of the Eiffel Tower and landed perfectly in a superhero post shattering the earth beneath his feet. And then... The person who claimed that is like a crazy guy in the, in, the, in an alley going, well, Donald Trump, you know, back above the Eiffel Tower, That's superhero landing.
1: So when, like, the New York Times gets an anonymous source and then the Washington Post wants
0: to confirm it, do they go to the New York Times and then they get special access? They, they, the- they, they, they try and track down the source. So it's supposed to be an independent verification would be like if someone claimed Trump stole a bag of jewels, you'd hit up the jewelry store and say was a bag of jewels stolen from your store by the president. And if they say yes, you say, well, this is the guy telling me it literally happened. He told them that. But then you'd have to go to the police and get evidence. So can you show me footage of it happening? Can you show? So you need like three sources to confirm the, the, the store owner. Is, so it, it typically could refer to uh, like multiple people. But let's say you have the police chief saying, yeah, we definitely we 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 track in the store. We got the police report. Here's what they said. Here are the witnesses. And we've seen the, the evidence or you've got a guy, a homeless guy in the back alley the store owner, and the cop who responded. And so you ask to the homeless guy, what did you see? I saw Donald Trump run out of this building carrying a bag of jewels. Interesting. You said go to the store owner. Yeah, Donald Trump came in here, smashed the glass, stole the bag of jewels. Then you go to the cop. I was sitting in front of my car. I saw Trump come in carrying a hammer. I hear a smash. And then the store owner starts screaming. That sounds like you've got pretty good confirmation. You'd still want to be very careful on a story like that about the president, they are so like the bar is on the floor. Wow, there's no limbo here, man. You would have to like Ant Man down to the sub sub you know to the quantum realm to try limbo under that bar. The standards are so low. Is this because there's no punishment for getting it wrong? Definitely, there's actually a reward for getting it wrong. If I put out a story right now, if I was like breaking news, everyone, Donald Trump did a triple backflip off the White House, landed in a superhero pose, million views. I get all that money from ad revenue, and then, and then I wait a day, and I go, we have a correction. To, at six in the morning, we have a correction issue. Donald Trump didn't actually do the backflip, and uh, we're sorry for the error. I still got the views. I still made the money. Wow. I pay nothing back, and the retraction makes money too. Oh, my gosh. It's they're incentivized to actually lie. Whoa. Or be flippant with their, their, their absolute truth. The media is, uh, Mainstream media is not in the business of providing you with truth. They're in the business of getting your attention. So they're better off letting bunk stories go through because they will make tons of money. Oh, that is and then true. they just got to apologize if it's, wrong. it's messed up. What the but heck? the best part is when they're like, Donald Trump called World War One, you know, uh, the World War One dead losers. And I'm like, get out of here, man. I don't believe that. Yeah, you got to be you got to be skeptical. You've got a Trump derangement syndrome to believe that Donald Trump's sitting there looking at graves and going, what a bunch of losers. Like, that's a comic book villain version of Trump written by a 15-year-old who was like, and then the orange man said the veterans were losers and suckers. Yeah, He's, not, like, he's not a villain. I think this is the point. is He's not a comic book villain. He's like a real guy doing his best that I, don't, I can tell. Do you, can, you, can you picture any person, anyone, ever looking at a grave and going, what a loser? No no, like what, what this 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 world view they have of the president is just nonsense did he
1: actually say something about World War one death being losers so you know, like a, the side that the, lost the, the war or something
0: the story well we I'm pretty sure we won World War one
1: yeah the Allied forces won right.
0: so the technically the, nobody won that war it was horrible. right exactly so the, the 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 official story was that Trump canceled his trip to the Ayn Marne cemetery because he thought the veterans were losers and suckers and didn't want to get his hair wet it's been confirmed by numerous sources that's not true. Twenty one Je- uh, sources. Oh my gosh. Is that, is that what it was? Yep.
2: At last count, it was twenty one different sources. John
0: Bolton, who hates Trump, defended him, okay. saying that's not true. We canceled this because of rain. I was there. I heard him saying it, wow. and they were like, "But maybe, maybe at a different point, Trump said it." And he goes, "I can't prove a negative. Maybe someone said something, but I was there, and this, you know, didn't I, happen." I had
1: a really, I have a really good friend who a few years ago was like, you know, it's okay to use dirty tactics to get him out of office. I was like, dude, that's what the Italian fascists did. They decided yep. to use violence because they thought it was so bad they had, they had, it was okay, they
0: justified, and you saw where it led, you can't do that. Bro, did you see what Noam Chomsky said?
1: No, not at all. He, really he was I'm
0: asked thinking. about Antifa, and this, like, it's funny how they really don't like the guy anymore because he's pro-free speech yeah, and no, he's anti-violence. I'm, he's great. <laughs> he like said, a clean slate. He said, when we enter the arena of violence, the most brutal guy wins, and that is not us. And I was like, here, here, good sir, you do not want to see the true, like, brute of a whole bunch of, like, right-wing militias that are trained, that are hungry. You know, what I was saying is that you got to be careful there. I think many of the militias we've seen throughout this country are really just overhyped by the press. They're like, oh, no, militias. I'm like, it's a regular guy with a gun and a vest, and, like, his friends and his community, and they're armed and they're defending their community. It's not that big of a deal. There are extremist groups, however, who want any excuse to purge their ideological enemies. That's and,
1: me, it. Makes me nervous when they start running for office. That's when I start. Wondering, well, who's how, running for office? Some
0: girl was running for office
1: that was like saying they were Black Lives Matter was a great thing and that we need to support it. In like I don't know where it was. I don't have the data in front the of the
0: left is entertaining extremists. Like the there's a, there's a mayoral candidate in Portland who says she's overtly antifa. We've seen that's, all the violence from these people. That's when you got to start paying attention. But the, but the conservatives are getting rid of these people. They're Good. like, we don't want them around. Yeah. And so I'm like, if I have to have President Trump and a bunch of Republicans who I really disagree with, but at least we all agree on the fact this country exists, I have no choice. I think, I, yeah. You can't vote for Joe Biden because he's actually negotiating with people who have these insane views and entertain violence. And then he's trying to come off like, but oh, I'm tough on crime. Yeah, you were. But now you're just like falling asleep. Yeah, he's you lame.
1: If you, especially if you compare him to, like, seven years ago. He was so sharp back in 2011, 2012.
2: Yeah, who was it that was saying he's declined just over the last four years?
1: I think Trump's like kind of Nine chill- million people.
0: Yeah. I think he's chilled out. Yeah, he I, has. I think he's, like, he used to be very angry. Yeah. You know, he was, like, insulting people and mocking them. He still does a little bit, but he's really chilled out. Like, when and was I, that would- When was that art- article from that he said the Kool-Aid? Was that from a long time ago? Uh, I think that was recent, actually. Yeah, that was from June. From... But that's a, that's a private in phone days, call. these days, that's a long time. It's a private phone call. Right. I'm talking about, like, he did a press conference recently where he was like, I'm not going to insult this person. They'll get mad at me. And I was like, hey, that was pretty good. Oh, you know, right. mm-hmm. you're figuring it out, you know? Dude. Here's, like uh, so so here's, here's a good one. Evil Me says, nice job with your earlier video today, Tim. You snuck in a Rickroll. Uh, yes, yeah. I heard that. I, I enjoy that. your sense of humor and, when, and enjoy seeing it more often. I said something like, you know, Trump supporters are never going to, you know, let Trump down. They're never going to. <laughs> you know him or something like yeah that. it was great I, I was giggling just in the flow that <laughs> was I that, that was funny. great but my point was 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 still apt with the 100 correct yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're die
1: hard yeah i don't man. know if that's the right phrase
2: yeah
0: oh this is a sad one cody evans says a person is smart people are dumb panicky dangerous animals and you, you know, know it. it agent k men, yeah men in black mm-hmm. they are wild animals less government is more says tim you're a liberal with american ideals i love it how do I go through your vetting process to be a normal person guest on your show? I, like everyone, have a story and opinions. Thank you. We are not yet there. So uh, to the point where we're actually going to be trying to find, you know, some regular people. You, you've heard us talk about this, right? No, we, not actually. We just want to get regular people on the show. Yeah, dude. Like, you know, Bob, fun, right? Bob, the local gardening guy. Oh, we should get gardeners and stuff. Yeah, just so like working class people. You Damn, know what I mean? man, the niggers. I'm, I'm, I'm particularly anti-elitist. I hate the establishment elites. I hate all that. And I want to hear what... You know, look, there's a lot of regular people who are going to be like, I have no idea. But there's going to be a lot of regular people who are, who are going to say things like, look, my taxes because of this bill. I was talking to a dude about the minimum wage law in New Jersey, and he was talking about how it devastated a whole bunch of businesses. He's like, listen, man, we got a bunch of uh, small businesses that don't make money. Like they, 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 they make just enough for everyone to get a little bit. And the business owners make just above minimum wage the same as the employees. And then when they raise the minimum wage, all of a sudden, now the business goes under immediately because you got to understand it's not just about paying those wages; it's about the taxes that go on top. Oh wow! Because employers have to pay a tax too. Oh, on top of the
1: wage, so the
0: taxes go up as well. Yep. Oh. Yep. So a lot of people don't know this: employers pay a portion of the taxes for the employees to the government. So the employer and the employee split a tax. I forgot what the percentage is, and so they were like, now these businesses are looking at increasing the cost of their their wages. But the business isn't increasing. It's an artificial increase over time. And then they're looking at the taxes on top of how much they pay have to go up, too. So it's not just the wage hike. It's the wage plus tax. And so that was really interesting. It was a regular person. You know, you know, know? I was, was just, what? oh, what if the government covered the tax hike Would that wow. be, or, or just subsidize it, like it. not impose it? But subsidize means they get they tax somebody for money to cover. You see what I'm saying? You're just basically saying they should tax something else. Or what if they just don't add a tax to the minimum wage height? No,
2: you're speaking my language.
0: Well, it's because it's the employment tax. They, that would Shouldn't be a exist. major overhaul of the system. And at what point would they restore it? Or just keep the employment tax at what it was for like eight ninety five an hour and don't
1: add for the next it's, 7 it's, it's not
0: the, It's not just that. Imagine you have a restaurant where your margins are razor thin. I know what you mean. And then all of a sudden your staff is getting a, th- you know, a, a 10 20 30% increase. Right. Okay. And you're like, we don't have that. We, don't, we, we barely break even. Yeah. Now your business is gone. Interesting. So so this is That's why the danger of socializing
1: businesses
0: Well it's a danger of increasing the minimum wage, you know. Hmm. Let's see. Christian uh Christian Robertson says, Forgot to say, but if you visit Norway, visit Storfjord in Northern and stay at my hotel for free. I just love how you spread the truth and you deserve this all, all the support you get. That sounds fun. If I ever make it that way. I was in Bergen, um I think I was just in Bergen. It's the only place I've been to. I made a little video about it. This is crazy. I made a video about the, it's called, uh, I think it's called the Istal Woman, the Ice Woman of Norway.
2: Oh, I remember this. And then we went to look back at it. And it was gone. gone. What? The video? What happened? I didn't
0: didn't delete it. I loved this video. The Ice Woman. So in Bergen, Norway, there's a woman who was found like up in the mountains. We went there and she was found dead. And they said it was like a smoke inhalation or something. It's been a while since I filmed this video. And some theories are that she was an Israeli spy tracking down former Nazis. Whoa. Yeah. I think crazy, I've heard of that. that crazy story. Wild. I made a video about it. We interviewed local experts. One day, I got, someone was telling me that a bunch of my videos were gone. And I, went, I was trying to look for the video to show someone because I love that video. It's really old. Gone. Dude, I saw a crazy video of an Israeli soldier beating an American woman. And she was screaming, I'm an American. Stop. What are you
1: doing? And he was throwing her around. Whoa. And the video disappeared. Yeah.
2: Wild. Yeah. Mm.
1: Why did my video it.
0: on the Estola woman disappear? I don't know. that's Weird. Conspiracy oh, theories abound. abound. I remember. That. Why do well, videos disappear at all?
2: Oh, that's a great question. Because like YouTube's like
0: this offends me. Because someone mm-hmm. owns this mm-hmm. private company. Mm-hmm. Because, as we all know, that the headquarters for YouTube is on a mountain. It's like it's like a it's like a mountain cliffside, and there's like a winding road up to a giant, you know, Transylvanian-style Dracula castle, and they're sitting in big evil gothic looking chairs and they're like now who will we ban today from YouTube and the ice woman's like the
1: man that made a video about me.
0: no they're looking at a mono and there's like a yeah. grandma holding a cat and it's like grandma's cat channel and they're like <laughs> <laughs> oh, and grandma. then grandma's and then grandma's sitting at home with her cat and she's like I made just enough money this month to pay for my medical bills and then like YouTube goes and they're like oh the, alg- the AI algorithm that's on so, a rampage right now the yeah. Terminator's not gonna be walking around shooting people he's gonna be banning and censoring people dude that's how it. That's how it started. I don't know if you saw Terminator One Point Five. You want to know it's crazier. Terminator. Terminator. Look, we're not. We're never going to see a world where robots march around killing people. You want to know what the world's going to be? A bunch of nano drones going into your ears. Nope. <laughs> it's going to be you waking up being like, I, I, I You're going to look at your phone and you're going to see stuff and it's going to perfectly predict and manipulate your behavior to where you're like, I need to go to the store and buy, you know, a a, a, a shovel. Oh, because they
1: want to work synergistically with us. The
0: AI doesn't want to destroy us. It wants to use us. But, but, well, I don't. I think if you're talking about like a total sentient AI, I'm talking about if we made an AI, it's not going to have emotions and feelings and goals like we do. You know, have, have you seen the... the you, you ever watched do- watch Doctor Who? Only a couple episodes. There's one where there's, they, they go to this planet where there's a colony and there's no humans. And it turns out the goal of the robots was to keep people happy. But when someone died, everyone got sad. And then the robots realized that if a sad person came in contact with a happy person, happy person became sad. You know why? Because they told the happy person someone died. So they decided the only way to stop this was to kill the sad people. Oh! But then it makes the other people sad. Uh-oh. So they had to walk around with fake smiles like, I'm happy. I'm happy. Interesting. Yeah. So the AIs, their goal is not going to be Like we imagine it, like it's not going to be a giant machine being like, I'm your overlord of humanity. Do as I say. It's going to be like people like eating corn, and then it's going to shift our economy into a corn economy. And you're not going to realize it. You're going to be sitting one day in your house made of corn with corn everywhere, and you're going to be like, life is good. You're probably kind of where it's at now with Google Maps, definitely, or just with Twitter and Facebook and the weird things we believe. Like Like, we're. We're going, like, we're going to AI hell, man. Dude, the Tavern. ads that pop up totally brainwash us.
1: Yes. Whether we
0: realize it or not. Yeah, yeah. man. I mean, be, be vigilant, homies. Here we go. Seven Krevel says, check out Officer Tatum. Talk about Brianna Taylor. Just put on an update. Truth isn't what everyone is saying. Love your work and would love to be on the show. Once, so we're we're getting really close to relocating. We have got to, they've literally got to lay the cables for fiber optic. Nice. Otherwise, we just don't have the internet to do it. I'm going to be doing a trial run this weekend to see if I can get internet to work. But it's risky because it's really crummy internet, and like we need a good consistent you know feed to actually upload the the live show. We should have enough. We'll give it a, we'll give it a try. I just I would just don't want to don't want to risk it. You know. Philip uh, Philippi says villains who twirl their mustache are easy to spot. Those who clothe themselves in good deeds are well camouflaged. Vigilance—this is the price we must continually pay. Yeah.
1: Vigilance—the energy that you use, glucose, sugar. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I have a book called Willpower, and it all comes down to glucose. Really? Yeah. They would do—they would do like studies where they'd do simple math problems, and they would give a kid like lemonade before they did it, or nothing. And the kids that
0: did nothing would just lose interest. And glucose is fuel for the brain, man. Yeah. 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 Energy. Brian Bourgeois says. We all need to band together and realize we all have more in common than we have different. Trump is not part of the club and why they, MSM and establishment politicians, hate him. Definitely. Kudos. Akopot says, new segregation is no accident. It's an outgrowth of guilty desire for atonement via what they perceive the oppressed want. They think it will satiate, but without forgiveness, first, there can't be peace. Referendum, what is it? Uh, rem, Christian concept of grace versus justice. Mike Carbone says, the more you pet the cat and tell me your ideas, the more devious I think you guys are. <laughs> yeah, Ian's it's got Dr. Betsy Evil. on his lap, and he's like, she, I believe we should she was making me. tax the poor. <laughs> you Remember when Bloomberg, Do you see Bloomberg said tax the poor? No. Yeah, what happened? He literally said the poor people are too stupid. We should tax the poor. Evil what? Old man. <laughs> that guy is disillusioned. Mm-hmm. Dude. He's distanced. Simeon the First says, the dictionary definition of a cult is a social group that is defined by its unusual religious, spiritual, or philosophical beliefs. Or by, uh, or by it can be or it can be defined as a common interest in particular personality. Interesting. Here we wow. go. Tim, etymology of sin goes further back to ancient Greece. It means to miss the mark. It means an inability to be morally perfect. It's not just about violating the religious creed.
2: Yeah, Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson talks Peter-tun. about
0: that. Peter-ton. peter Peter-ton. That's mm-hmm. a cool name. I like that. All right, let's see. Where are we at? We got a big old jump in Super Chats. Politically Defiant says, Lydia, do you watch any faith-based animations like Adventures in Odyssey, Veggie Tales, or Nest Productions like Swan Princess? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I used to watch that smiling. stuff.
2: <laughs> I used to watch that stuff. I had no choice, like with uh, kid, parents' night out or whatever. We had to watch all of those. Tales. The to... I didn't know that was religious. No, veggie Tales is very religious. Wow. It's very cute,
0: though. The gym says, great. hey, Tim, venting about living in California. I fought to get out of debt, and now I finally have a stable job and opportunities. Everything is going bad torn on bailing or running for office PS would still love to see you talk with Don from plebeian media I am not familiar with uh, with them you know there
2: nope I gotta look them up
0: run for office
1: do it yes. make a difference
0: because I'll tell you I'll tell you what um, it was it was basically what Billy Prempe was saying when he was here he's he's a conservative running in, in North Jersey where it's deep blue he's like if if he's basically saying if the Republicans ignore these deep blue areas there will never be a change so you might not win, but you need to keep talking to people, shaking hands and you it's, know, challenging it's, the establishment. It's
1: like scary and almost painful to speak the truth in front of people that don't agree with you because of the the blowback. But like if you don't do it, I mean, this is the great human conundrum. We we have to speak truth to power, which can be, you know, it can be. It's hard. Yeah.
2: You have to rise to the occasion.
1: But it, it's, it's worth it. I think if we don't do it, we kind of see what happens, you know.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: In, in the metaphor of what's going on right now. So, uh someone asks uh, let's see, Mandalore says, were there plans to have Viva Frey on?
2: There are, in fact, plans yeah, to he's have awesome. him on. So, they're a little bit on hold because of the quarantine. He can't really cross the border. Oh, easily. he's in, yeah. in Canada. Yeah, he is in Canada. Bomber. Poor, poor guy. But we are going to get him on. That is just up in the air right now. Cool.
0: Ty991 says, Tim, you have no idea. You don't see the real right wing militias, they don't advertise. These are dudes who train every day and run shoot houses. If they actually come out, they're stacking up for high. Interesting. All right, we got one more. We got one more. Coin flip. Wolf says seriously, how do people not think these rioters are terrorists? Have we gotten so far into 1984 that people can't see what's right in front of them? Yeah, when they go to houses, when they jump on top of them, when they when they do the fist in front of your face and demand you salute, when they threaten to start fires. This is the crazy thing. Like, they've been starting fires all throughout Oregon, and now there's wildfires everywhere. Dude. Not smart. That's
1: domestic. I think when they went to the restaurant. I'm not saying they
0: started the fire. Right, right, right. That that was like domestic
1: terrorism, in my view. Yup. That's Politically motivated. That's what we have Homeland Security for. That's the real reason we have it. Look at you, you hippie. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I, I I value authority now on, on another level. Like I used no, it's to be. different right? Let him go. I had a guild in Ultima Online. Did you guys ever play
0: Ultima no, Online? No, I, I, I vaguely remember. And it, though.
1: My guild didn't want to go to war. There's a guild that wanted to go to war with my guild. I was like, we're a peace guild, so I wouldn't do it. And this other guild kept killing off our members. <laughs> of and I wouldn't. I wouldn't go fight back. Wow. And all my people started leaving because I wouldn't fight back. And after that, I realized there is a value to to stamping your fist down. What have you
0: done? You, I, uh, I was going to
1: spin it. No, you broke the UFO. No. And and clamping oh, no. down with authority. There's just a value
0: to that that's like, if you don't do it, then it, everything will fall apart. You know, uh, when I play Civilization, I never declare war on other countries. I mind my own business. But I assure you, you come to my shores,
1: I will crush you. Yes. But how far
0: out. do you go? Do you take all of their land? If It depends on how egregious their, uh, their the disrespect earth. is. So... Uh, in in some circumstances, I'll just raise the city. I'll just, I don't want your cities. I've got like I'll I'll build my civilization. I always very much will prioritize research to build up like power, weapons, and better better forces. And then when they start you know getting acting a fool, you know at first I'll just say hey hey. But if they keep pushing, I'll just crush their capital. You know you can't raise the capital though. But I'll just like wipe out some of their cities and be like now nah, I'm gonna go back and my own business and you stay away from me. It doesn't bode well, because I guess the AI for civilization doesn't understand these complex political you know, things. Like everyone gets mad at you and they're like, you killed people. Oh, if you I'm take like,
1: it too far. Yeah.
0: They, they, they invaded my country and right. tried stealing one of my cities. So I right. went back and I told them to F off. They'll and so say,
1: your response was, this is kind of like the real world with um, total war. Like there, if, if there's an invasion or like a, a bomber bombs a city, you don't nuke the capital as a response because you don't take total, right. you go, you, you have a equal response. Right. And so the game kind of has that built in. But I do the same. I'll take their entire country. If they, if they mess with me, I'll take <laughs> over every city of theirs, assimilate. yeah, assimilate.
0: You declare war. Yes. Now you're a peaceful country. You made the final mistake. And then you end up winning because everyone attacked you. Anyway... We're going to wrap it up. We're a little bit over. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Tim... Uh, and Twitter, Instagram, and Parler at TimCast. And, of course, you can follow my other channels over at YouTube.com slash TimCastNews and YouTube.com slash TimCast. You can follow Ian at Ian Crossland sure on can. Twitter. Basically everywhere. Everywhere. And you can follow uh, Sour Pat- at Sour Patch Lids. That's Sour Patch, L-Y-D-S on Twitter and Parler. We will be back tomorrow. What's tomorrow? Thursday?
2: Tomorrow's Thursday. We'll
0: be back tomorrow. So we are scheduled to have Kimberly Classic on Friday. I'm hoping that, you know, a lot of... COVID has really made it, it made it really, really difficult for a lot of people... And I'm hoping that, because uh, we, we originally had Kimberly scheduled for last week, but she had to cancel. So I, I hope everything goes smoothly. I hope so, too. And she'll I'm be here on Friday. Her. Hey, uh, why, and, uh, why don't you smash the like button while you're at it and subscribe to mm-hmm. this channel? Yeah. That, is a, that is a good point. Excellent you go and get some mo. That's and you right. can't spin the UFO because you, you <gasps> no. pounded the table. But I'm going to try. All right. No, it's all right. not going <laughs> to work. We've got to go feed the cats, everybody. Thanks True. for hanging out. We'll be back tomorrow at 8 p.m. And we will see you all then.